I'm disappointed in us, David. You, as I am, disappointed in myself. Okay, good. That changes a lot. Because I'm the one that watched Halloween kills more. Ah, so we made a mistake. And no, no, not a mistake. We just missed something like a, a gem. What gem did we miss? And as I said, I saw it once, so I could have totally forgot. And you're not as chronically online as I am. No. And I've been actually busy the last few days. Like That's totally fine. I mean, I've been busy too, so I get yeah. it. Yeah. You have been busy. Oh, wow. We're screen Don't sharing. Don't look. Close this your eyes. Close your eyes. Everybody. Okay. All right. I had My to make sure it would be in screen. All right. You can look. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. Okay. Yes, you should have. That's yeah. fantastic. That they're one of the women in the <laughs> violent mob going to attack Michael Myers, uh, wielding an iron. And it is not plugged in. Just so, I mean, they're so heavy. You know. They are heavy, but interesting. Was that given to her by the prop people or did they say bring your own weapon? But she's got a yellow iron. Like we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. We're done with our laundry. <laughs> I don't know. I think that that would be good as an improvised weapon if you got caught by Michael in your house. But if you're going out to fight him, I might get something with a little more oomph. She said, I had some amazing ninja moves with that iron. It was a replica of the one I used growing up. Just so proud to be dubbed the Iron Maiden and part of Tommy's posse. It's the Viking in me. The Iron Maiden. It's beautiful. (laughs) She's updating her IMDB page to include her Halloween Kills background role. As the Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. The Iron Maiden of Haddonfield. Wow. Yeah, she's great. I'm just sad that I didn't notice that. I'm sad you didn't notice it as well because you miss i watched it like 50 times how many times did you watch it peon i always think that way of you i know anyway how the hell god i'm so incompetent okay hold on i bet you were maybe thinking that i might no i know you won't no we all know i am technologically stunted i peaked in like high school it's rough and now you're gonna ask me to do an excel spreadsheet no no i don't think so i actually used an excel spreadsheet for my notes for this novel just because i had so many like quick lines and yeah i had a column for timestamps in case i wanted to go back and re-listen to a specific part because impressive man. all right so to get back into the leg of halloween that we're actually talking about halloween the young adult novel and I kept forgetting that it wasn't like middle grade why would it be it wouldn't but I think I just kept relating it to goosebumps in my head you mean the fact that this is definitely not goosebumps no (laughs) it's just like I was thinking of like my childhood in reading scary books to be fair the the cover of uh, the old Myers place yeah by Kelly O'Rourke yeah and it as it it reminds me of something I would have read growing up yeah probably younger than that the characters in this novel since I believe they're 17 18 some seniors some a little younger but it looks like a hardy boys like some fun adventure oh no they're gonna avoid getting killed people get killed yeah that's the crazy part people get killed i was pretty stoked for it not gonna lie oh i was so excited i am definitely going to listen to the rest of these read by the same guy because i could listen to him talk like a valley girl all day oh man was it the 80s slasher librarian yeah okay cool because that's exactly who i listened to so 
shout out fantastic that was the only place i could find it but no he's great i listened to it on there and i'm gonna listen to the other two where to start i mean we, we could start at the prologue but that's just my way of doing things oh, do you yes. have anything you want to say before then no we can start from the top all right my first thing michael growls yeah he makes noise in this one the exact line it's in the prologue first but it happens more than once uh, a vicious growl escaped from his lips and i know it's supposed to be scary but all i can think of is a guy going like arg like, is he a dog? Well, you are what you eat. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming, just like the dog. So the <laughs> prologue of this, we have some girl uh, we learn later is Mary. She's in a house and Michael straight up rolls up to this crib, takes out the power, busts it, and she's like, oh, no, I'm going to die. And then <laughs> that's literally the prologue is I thought we were going to get a scream style. Oh, someone's about to die yeah. right here. And then it cuts to the chapter the one. The actual which is... story that we're getting. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so it's just straight up the shape. Call him by his uh, formal title. Which I think is fair, at least because she at the, this moment doesn't know it's Michael. And so she all she knew of was that, it, you know, it was a dark shape. Or actually, she doesn't even know. Straight up, this is a whole writer thing, but the, the POV, mm-hmm. it's third person omniscient and it jumps around to everyone. For those of you that aren't, aren't aware, third person means that it's from we see Mary, not I, you know, does mm-hmm. stuff. And omniscient means that it's it's not just from someone's specific perspective, just their thoughts. We hop around, we get Jeff's thoughts. We get like a lot of things from Michael, not what he's thinking, but it just tells mm-hmm. us straight out about his unfeeling eyes and all this jazz. We know what everyone's thinking when it's important. But yeah, Myers, Michael pops in and ah, <laughs> it's a great start. I was like, oh, we're really, really getting in here. Which makes me a little sad that it then takes a decent amount of time before, if I recall, anything really fun happens later. But that was fine. I enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed the prologue as well. I'm a sucker for those sort of openings. That's what I got to say about the prologue. Yeah, yeah. prologue's tight. Yeah. Also, there was a good description in there. I think about when he's bursting through the door at one point and it describes the weight just like buckling the door and it the the knob shoots off the door itself i just thought there was a very good description in there no uh for the most part i think this is pretty well written there's decently written well <laughs> i would i mean it's young okay adult. for a young adult yes that's true it's i was being a nitpicker this is also like 90s. That's adult. also, yes. Yeah, so, you know, with those in mind, I need to get off my high horse here. I feel like a lot of young adult wasn't I'm like great. Yeah, it's true. For the record, I do enjoy it. I overall, I did enjoy it. It was fun. It was like, it almost reminded me of watching less of my uh, Halloween uh, movie, like a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Almost. You know, you had all the high school action more of that stuff before all the killing but listening to it and like the scenes later on and like the mall reminded me of fear street okay because that's where like the big thing goes down is in a mall and there's like this big tree in the center and david wouldn't know that because he still yeah, hasn't I still watched haven't it seen it 
I'm sorry, but that's eerie that that's exactly how this mall is with the big tree in the middle and the tree house. I don't know if yeah. they had a tree house, but nifty. But yeah, it was just a, a little detail that I was like, oh, I've seen that before. Also, this gave me vibes of like later Halloween movies. Yeah. And even like uh, the most recent Halloween movies. There were some things in here that I said, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if someone happened to have read The Old Myers Place because it did yeah. give off some recent Halloween vibes. Uh, in chapter one, they, as far as I know, the chapters had no titles. Am I correct? No, I think they're just numbered. So there are a, a grand total of 22 chapters, uh, not including the prologue. Uh, and chapter one, we're introduced to our final girl, Mary White, drinking some tea outside and reminiscing about how she's just moved to poor old Haddonfield, where she used to be in L.A., where she wore black leather, dyed her hair jet black, and she was one of the wildest girls out there. She had to give up her wild ways and i love i don't know there's something about the the talk of like money and status that feels very 90s to me yeah it was perhaps it just doesn't seem as big of a nowadays more people are a little less classist or at least it's more people are more aware but it did seem a little on the head with a lot of those two types yeah. of people the rich and the poor and we won't get yeah. along maybe i've just watched clueless too many times <laughs> how can i not think of share as if she says as if david she says a lot of things in here <laughs> and he did a great job 80s slasher librarian yeah he goes he, all in on those voices he was consistent he was that was great. Respect. Okay, so straight up, Jeff in my head was just 80s Keanu. He he might as well have been from <laughs> fucking Bill and Ted. He's yeah. like, Mary, come back here. Something there's strange things <laughs> afoot at the Circle K. Whoa, Michael Myers. Well, he never says the last part, but straight up, uh, every that's all I could think of. So in my head, even though I know he's supposed to be this blondie, I'm thinking Keanu. I couldn't see the blonde. That was in one ear, out the other. Yeah, I, I got the descriptions. We all get them nice up in front uh, when yeah. everyone gets their initial head to toe. Also, Sharon, when we get to her, she, we get to her in this chapter. They said she looks like Winona Ryder. So literally, all I thought is Winona Ryder in any 80s movie. Movie. I'm thinking of like Hurt and Heather's. I was like, yes. all right, cool. I got Shan Check. Shannon's mental image is done in my head. Kimmy, the way she gets described, that's a little bit later. But I just think of Kimmy Gibbler from Full House. Okay. She's like a little quirky. Mm -hmm. uh, not only does uh, our final girl, Mary, think about, oh, what my life used to be like. She also, thankfully, gives us a lot of information about the fact that she just moved into the old Myers house. The very same house where Michael murdered his sister like 20 years. Let's see. This was 97. So it's just about 20. Yeah. Pre-H2O. Okay. There's one part that confused me in this chapter. And that was that she mentions that her parents are architects. They but they pretty much tore down the old house and redid it. So all this business of later, it turns out I'm in the room where Judith was murdered. I was like, but if they tore down everything and pretty much redid it, how does it the same room? I thought they didn't want to. Oh, they I didn't thought want everyone to? else wanted to. And then they were like, oh, it's a classic. No. Yeah. So, so I misheard that twice. Shame on me. But that makes way more sense. 
Because I, I think. No, that sounds right. I, it just makes more sense consistent with the story because they kept saying, I'm in the room where she died. I was like, well, then how does that work? Because otherwise, mm-hmm. what, you occupy the same general space, but it's a different building. It doesn't count. No, it has to be the same house because how else would her bracelet like fall beneath a floorboard? In like a new house. Yeah, true, true. That's very good. And then they talked about having, they wanted to replace some pipe later beneath the house, but they didn't. So that's right. It was not completely tore up and redone. And then they said that they got the house for practically nothing. It was a classic mystery solved. All right. So uh, we also get a nice little flashback because we need to just introduce so many things of Jeff Wayland. The morning she met him, she's like getting out of bed, scantily clad, and she sees a boy looking at her through the window and then he disappears and she's like mom and yeah that's <laughs> jeff wayland he's kind of a big deal in this novel i don't know what, do you, what else do you want to talk about jeff you could talk about jeff i love how the mom was just like oh i invited him to show you around Haddonfield. uh mom that's weird on many levels not just the well she should have hung her curtains which she didn't do Mm -hmm. but still it's like it's weird i don't know i can't imagine setting up a a high schooler yeah it's just weird like oh my daughter's in high school let me put her up some boy i don't know man like nah keep them boys away that's just me Uh, i also uh called that he was gonna be the final boy i put question mark he had that written all over him but you know we'll see you have no idea what's gonna happen listener it it jumps back and forth we're in her head a whole bunch in my opinion the first couple chapters aren't very strong but i think it picks up that's just me and my hot Hmm. take here i think it's fine because we don't know these people and it gives us a little bit of insight because i i assume this is the second book but i assume that the none of the same people Uh, from what i heard they're it's really separate the short character lists that no one overlaps i liked the little details you know it really took me back she was talking about her mtv and crimping her hair at times okay those parts are fantastic i'm not (laughs) that the the 90s cheese i loved but then we also get her as a person with her aroma yeah all right cool beans (laughs) and i was like that's a very specific detail all right cool he's bougie Mary gets a call from pal Shannon, who, as I described earlier, is literally it describes her as looking like Winona Ryder. So I was like, well, yeah, I guess that's what my mental image would be. She's very popular. She's got some monies. Also, she likes to gossip. And we find out that OMG, Josh Pinder is going to ask out Mary. Thanks for the 411, Shannon. She <laughs> spent some time on the couch watching her MTV. <laughs> and I did. I did really enjoy that because at the time, that makes sense. When she wrote that, I'm like, oh, man, those days. Those days when when had music videos, it literally says she's like giggling between and checking stuff out between music videos. I'm like, I remember one that actually did that. We learn a little bit more because this is, you know, their introductory introductory chapter. We learn that Mary's parents are architects. They're working on the Haddonfield Mall, which is scheduled to open on Thanksgiving weekend. So she'll be seeing, quote, little to none of the folks for the next month or so, which I thought was perfect for plot. Red for flag. me, it was just like, oh, that's <laughs> that's nice and convenient for plot. Now you get the parents out of the picture. You don't got to worry about that bullshit. But are we going to talk about the most important character? Julifer. Oh, is she mentioned in this one or was oh, that in the next chapter? Because Uncle Bob lived in Haddonfield. For, right. And that was the and one, that, the one that got them the yep, job. And then her cousin julifer and i was like goth goth 
goth. Her name can't be Julifer just for no reason. And then later on, it's her like goth chosen name. <laughs> they think they actually call it her goth name. Yeah. And it's a name she forces everyone to call her. I was like, my God. Yeah. Like Lucifer. I get it. Is that really? Wait. I'm sure is it that is. Really? What else would it be? I didn't know. I just thought it was a freaking weird name. I just kept thinking of like Juniper, like the flower. No. And I was like, okay, but you're like Lucifer. Junif- Julifer? Lucifer. Later, she's in her black trench coat and her green mini dress. She's probably wearing Doc Martens and... Oh, they do even say she's got her caked on black and white yeah. uh, makeup. Mary's getting herself uh, prated up. She says she wants to get her hair crimped because she wants, you know, to entice Josh to ask her out even more than he's already going to ask her out, apparently. And crimping is the way to do it. Because the Midwest is behind on all the fashion trends. By a few years. And hey, I love the 80s slasher librarian. But when he called Illinois, Illinois. Yeah, I know. I was like, mm, homie, come on, just Illinois. Haddonfield, Illinois. But so Mary, she's looking for her crimper. And oh, no, her like something carrot cold tennis bracelet falls. And it was a special gift from her parents for last birthday. So she never takes it off. And even in the shower. And they're totally going to know if she loses it. Uh, but it falls and it goes between the space of two floorboards into the darkness. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, the coolest thing about this dude putting together this little audiobook was when Michael pops up. He does the the theme music. The music, it's like <laughs> at first I thought I was like, is one of my neighbors watching Halloween? The first time it happened, it, it surprised me. Because <laughs> uh, you'll like fade in. It's so yep. good. I learned as it, as I was listening. Once I would start to hear it low, I'm like, oh yeah, he's about to do some action. It's Michael time. <laughs> She drops her tennis bracelet. She tries to see, oh, nowhere to go, but it's just darkness down there, which confused me at first, because if it was, it, it gets clarified. I guess there's some sort of shaft between her room, which I would think think is on the second story. Yeah. And so that shaft that leads all the way to the basement or beneath the house. That's like a, that's a one story fall. A laundry shoot? Could be. They never explain what it is, except there's a shaft underneath her closet that leads down there. Probably I, something like that. My dad had a really old house and there were like trap doors, essentially. Gnarly. That you could like open up the closet, drop the clothes down and it would be. Makes sense. By the washer and whatnot. In Halloween 4, I believe there is a sort of, she or 4 or 5, one of those. One of the there ones is with the little girl. Laundry chute. Yep, that's what she falls into. So, all right, cool beans. Maybe that's what it was. One time we had a laundry chute at my grandma's house and we were all like, oh, we should all go down it. But forget to realize it is very big on the top and it gets very not <sighs> so big on the bottom. My cousin got <laughs> stuck in it. Oh, I was man. so glad I didn't go first. How'd your cousin get out? I think we had to pull her up through the top like we had to push her and pull her out hilarious that was a good time anyway mary searches for a bracelet when suddenly suddenly i say suddenly with a lot of emphasis because one of my pet peeves is the word suddenly in text and this novel did do that quite a bit <laughs> sometimes it's okay but this one uses it a lot but she hears something someone coming up the stairs uh, and then it turns out it's her mom there's a couple good fake outs in here though there are the other we'll talk about later yeah there are a few times when it seems like someone's about to get ah and they don't which i'm cool with after that we go to chapter two haddonfield high let's learn about the other characters first though we have to talk about how does mary get to school she drives the red car 
right? She has a red yes. convertible. This girl is so cool. Oh, she's awesome. Josh drives a Porsche. No, Sharon drives a Porsche. Josh drives something else. Well, Sharon or Shannon. Shannon. Sorry. You Shannon. keep doing that. Mm. I had to check my notes and see if I was wrong. And then I was like, oh, well, you'll get there. Because then you said it right the next time. I have it in my notes, but I think even in my notes, I switched it a couple times because I kept getting... Shannon, I'm writing this down in caps with the ends underlined. Until she's dead, then I don't have to need the note anymore. <gasps> Spoilers. You can edit that out. No. Or good. <laughs> Shannon bites it. A lot of people bite it, which is good because, I mean, if people didn't die, it'd be hard to do a Halloween novel without killing people. I'm just surprised there's so many deaths in a child. Well, can't say children's, but like young adult book. It's pretty awesome. Impressive. But yeah, she shows up in a red convertible, but she goes to lunch or she's going to friends. And I, I they, that's where we get the description. This is where they describe Kimmy. Yep. She's like, oh, my God. My fish breath. <laughs> He's not going to want to ask me out anymore. And then it's kind of like a roll call of all of her friends coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kimmy, not pretty, but she's cute and bubbly. And then everyone starts gossiping about Josh's love life. He's the talk of the town. <laughs> Does the whole town keep up with Josh's love life? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> they do. I love the way teens don't want to acknowledge the attention, but they want the attention. Mm hmm because she's like oh my god no he can't like me like is he really gonna do that he doesn't why is everyone paying attention to me but you know that's what she wants Mm -hmm. then we get the description of mary herself and i was just like oh here we go gotta be a little body shamey just a little bit and she talks about how her she's a little heavy for her small frame but she hit it well that was kimmy i think not mary i'm pretty sure that was i think it flashed back to kimmy because she did something right before then i have a timestamp on chapter 2 1922 all right let's i'm gonna it. check it i want to let's go i'm happy to be wrong it's still not it's still not good yeah but i noted it but i thought it was about kimmy because yeah. i could have swore she did something you hot girlfriend i love the outfit size four mary snorted as if thanks for the compliment kimmy pulled her jacket down over her hips she was a little too heavy for her small frame, but she hit it oh, well. Yeah, I thought it was about Mary. Kimmy had complimented Mary. Yeah. And then after she had complimented it, she adjusts her outfit and then it tied into a line about her. Because I, I I didn't catch it my first listen through, but my second one, I put it in the same line as the Kimmy wasn't particularly pretty, but she was cute line. Because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, those are like the two things. That, I mean, we also got some for blonde hair and other things. But I was like, yeah. it all, not to say it, bothered me but i was just like interesting it's like i knew something else was coming about kimmy though like mm-hmm. honestly i could have had more of her in my i liked opinion. kimmy i was feeling kimmy and then michael felt her oh i'm sorry <laughs> yeah she dies spoilers <laughs> oh man i'm just dropping bombs uh, there's a part later when mary talks about what she's wearing and she talks about like the way the skirt like goes over her thighs or something mm-hmm. and i thought it was like a dig at like her her own size but maybe that's just me because i'm sensitive i think at that point mary might be wondering about herself as well that was like my first strike my second is the cultural appropriation that comes later and i was just like oh my god this is so like of the time it was written in like 97 so yeah it made sense it could have been any like bad cultural appropriation costume oh no 
no, no, we're not doing that anymore. I loved this next part. The Tanya bit. Well, okay, yeah, Tanya, she's she has her snobby aura and she's talking smack about Mary's house. It's the house from hell. She's like, well, you have a... At least I don't have a personality from hell. About to whoop some ass. Well, which part are you then, talking about? Because for- Mary wanted to strangle that bitch. And I was she like... She goes Whoa. violent for a second. I was like, interesting. What are we going to get out of Mary later on? Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting. But when Josh comes up and mm-hmm. Mary's just hamming it up for the crowd with her like one-liners. Oh, yeah. The, when she makes the jokes about like he he asked her out and then she's just like well i don't know i mean (laughs) let me weigh my options you're here you're a lady killer and he's a serial killer (laughs) and doing all that sort of stuff yep i loved it I, I enjoyed that. It was fun. Exactly. It was fun. She was trying to make him jealous by saying that Michael Myers is going to ask her out. Just mm-hmm. kidding. Like just having a good old time trying to turn the whole house thing around in her favor because everyone wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to point it out. I don't blame him. It's, a Myers it's kind place. of a big deal. I mean, she's like, I wish they'd all just forget about it. It's like, yeah, but you've lived here for like three months. They lived here their whole lives. Most of them. Yeah. And that's been the old Myers house. So. I love how she gets defensive over it. It's just a house. Like, it's not like that anymore. I don't know about that. We learned the reason Tanya's being all like, grr, is because she's also hard for Josh. She's so obsessed with the Joshster. Mm-hmm. It comes back. No one ever calls him that. No one. I don't you think. Sure? I'm pretty sure no one calls him the Joshster. Just <laughs> letting you know, I think that's something. You... I have it in my notes. How much do you have it in your notes? Because I don't. I, <laughs> I don't said... have one note of Joshster. Does she? Okay, so I have Josh is smooth, but I'm nervous. I don't trust him. And then I said the Joshster. Joshster. And then, then I go into the Ope. I was right about Julifer. She's a goth, and her friend Michelle has a cool mohawk. Mm-hmm. The green mohawk. That's my notes. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we also learn a little bit. Kimmy, you know, warns Mary. She says Josh has a bit of a nasty reputation too. And Shannon said he's known for always getting his way, if you know what I mean. So that was another bit of a red flag. Like, uh oh, maybe the Joshter. Yeah. Hey, this is also a slasher movie. There's gonna be dicks. I mean, there's, there's not like <laughs> not like those dicks down below. I mean, like dudes that are just acting dickish. I feel yeah. like it almost comes doesn't have to, but it's pretty typical of the territory. Also, it's a teen book. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be a douchebag. Anyway, after all, he asks her out. She's like, blah, 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 blah. She thinks that she sees someone watching her. So she goes outside and that's when she runs into Julie, a.k.a. Julifer and Michelle. They're pretty cool. Honestly, I mean, and Julifer is pretty nice, all things considered. Yeah. Michelle's the one who's a little more defensive, but she's pretty badass. She's a little, a little cra- crazier. Yeah. I mentioned earlier one of my things, uh, writerly ticks about POV switches. And this one, one of many, this time when she's talking to them, it even says like she knew that Jennifer has dirt on her. She knew the whole story, the one that would tarnish her reputation with her new buddies. Like it specifically says that Julifer knows it, not that... Uh, Mary knows she knows. I know that sounds mm-hmm. really stupid, but it's like a slight thing. I ended well, up getting her a cousin. She knows she knows. Okay. Well, when next time when that one pops up, I'm still going to bring it up. Just saying. Um, but yeah, they have, they have a little bit of conversation. Michelle's all like, grr. And then Mary's like, grr. Uh, but then the cheerleaders walk by 
And and Mary's like, hey, girls. And then they don't say anything, but they see her talking to those freaks. And then she'll hear about it later. Can't do that. Nope, you Can't don't. Fraternize with enemies. Don't uh, associate with geeks, freaks, goths. But after that little encounter, she goes to her locker where <gasps> it's Jeff. What do you want, Jeff, since you broke up with me? And he's like, I heard about you and Josh. He's dangerous. He says more than that. But the big thing is like he says Josh is dangerous. And it's like, <sighs> and that's, that's the end of the chapter. Is that where he says, ask him about what happened on New Year's Eve? No, I think that comes later. That later? Okay. I just have an issue whenever a plot line like that happens in anything. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll ask your new friend about this. Well, no. Why don't you just tell me you right now? Just tell me. And then maybe if I feel like I can trust you about it, I'll go see if they uh, back up your story mm-hmm. or if they get defensive or like however that goes down. But why, why wouldn't you tell me if you're really concerned? Drama. Also, in, in, in this version, when it's a, in real life, that's drama. In this, it's plot. Because plot is it's literally the lack of communication. In horror movies, lack of communication gets killed. Remember, we rely yep. on a lack of communication to drive the plot <laughs> forward. That's what we got right here. He could have just said straight up, this is what happened. And she'd be like, oh, wow. Thanks for letting me know. Instead, he's just like, watch out for him. I'll give you some more info in like a week or two days. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> just No, saying. you're not. Let me go to chapter three. Oh yeah, the next day. So straight up, we, we yes, just- We're moving fast. That, yeah, I mean, which is good. Because honestly, for me, chapter two went like on forever. I don't think it was any longer yeah. than usual, but I was getting itching for some kills. I was like, all right, I want, I want to see a little sun. So that might've been my issue. I was like, all right, we got that, that little teaser- earlier anyway chapter three it's the next school day parking lot shannon uh they get out they're walking to school and shannon's like so what happened they're like yeah what's going on and it turned out they saw her hanging out with the freaks after lunch also like she talked to them for like two minutes does that count as hanging out with them yes okay thank you (laughs) and then what does she say she's real smart ass i really love mary she goes Oh, next time I'll be sure to say, was it media? Yeah, I'll get a, a badge that says media. Yeah, that was great. It's like, I'm actually just like interviewing them for my site project. So, oh, that's a really good idea. It's really good that you're doing that. Oh my God, it's so funny with the media. Oh, the media, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it took her a second, didn't it? It did. Shannon explains it, I said earlier. Oh yeah, it's losers, freaks, punks, and geeks. I forgot about the punks, which sucks because I'm like at least two out of the four, maybe three out of the four. <laughs> Bitch, don't look at me like okay. that. No, three out <laughs> of four then. Loser. I'm also a geek for sure. Oh, yeah. You're so that's at least two. So fuck off. She's totally wiggled out of that situation. She's at her locker and Josh shuts her locker door to get her full attention. It's actually stated in the text. Don't like that. I literally put not cool, dude. I said it seems like a red flag because already he needs to be the focus of attention without considering like she's in the middle of something. And he's like, this guy sucks. Pay attention to me. Yeah, the red flags have started to spring up. There will be a field of them. This was one of the many things. Things I already knew. All right, this is that solidified my idea that Jeff was going to be the final boys. That's what I'm calling him because <laughs> Josh, nah, he's got killer bait like written all over him. He's going to get well, wait, he doesn't. Damn it, he doesn't. You're right. As after I said that, I thought about it. Well, that's just bullshit. This movie, I was going to say, this movie sucks. <laughs> 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 I well, yeah. I actually I thought about that, and you know he deserved it more than a lot he of should've. other people. So, spoiler: Josh, the dickhead, survives. In fact, he could have an off-camera death. 
could, <laughs> but I don't know. think so. I don't think he really faces any repercussions for any of his actions as far as this novel. This Not motherfucker, no, he gets, wow, what a piece of shit. Our friendly 80s slasher librarian, he talked about at the end, I don't know if you listened to his little chat. Mm, I did. He was like, he should have died. In my head, Michael goes after him, kills him. He deserves a good Myers death. There's no reason he should have lived. Kelly O'Rourke, you could have made a reason to get Josh in the line of fire. Anyway, so Josh, the dickwad, he's like, all right, you want to go to Rose's with me? That's the diner. She's like, yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah, so she goes to, <laughs> what? That's uh, Don't look at me that way. I thought that was the phone call. Or is the phone call no, when they go? The phone call the- is when they go to Zimal. This is, oh, because first, no, when he first asked her out, it's to the big Halloween party that he's having. Yes. This is when he's like, hey, maybe we could just go to Rose's diner tonight, just you and me. But the people, everyone still sees them in the diner in that yeah. chapter. But yeah, so she's like, okay, this is like their date. And in homeroom, Tanya's like, yo, I'm so sorry. Or not really. She's like smiling evil. She's like, I'm sorry, Mary. It'd be suck if we have to be like enemies over this. And then Mary's like, yeah, it's cool. And then she's also like, yeah, then I wouldn't have to blackmail you. And we learn like in because Mary is suddenly super like paranoid in her thoughts. What if she found out about the arrest or if she's somehow seen a picture of Mary's former punk yeah. get up? I like how those are put together like in the same <laughs> league. Those are the same level of offense. She's like, David. what if they found out I was arrested and on suspicion of drug dealing, which is what she was. Oh, my God. Or they could have saw that picture of me. My punk get up. Those are two <laughs> different fucking problems. Not here in head. <laughs> oh, my guy actually i think she would maybe gain cred from the drug charges but she is mysterious cred yeah it's true she was out at clubs her boyfriend was a dealer yeah she was going through some stuff her boyfriend back in la had been a drug addict he sold some speed to an undercover narcotics agent that night when they left the nightclub i was like what the fuck she's not how old are you she was a junior at this time or, or at least before her senior year, because this chapter one is like preschool. So what the fuck? So she was in a junior in high school. He's selling some speed. And then she got arrested on suspicion of drug dealing drugs. And then she spent that horrible night in jail. And now she's turning over a new leaf. Scared straight. Do you ever watch Scared Straight, though? No. The kids that like. <laughs> I know what it jail, is. Oh, like I know troubled. what it is. I just never watch it. Man wild i would get i have often when i had cable i would often get sucked into like a tlc hole oh god because i'm pretty sure it was on tlc that with like 19 kids and counting like sounds right then we go to chapter four uh, which starts with Mary at home getting ready for her hot date with Josh. He pulls up in a black Porsche, as I said earlier. Yeah, so D-Bag, of course, is driving a Porsche. Nothing against Porsches. It just it fits the trope. Sorry. Oh, definitely. Also, I don't trust any kid that is driving a Porsche. Yeah, because, dude, if you're driving that in your teenagers, you clearly did not have to deal with like a shitty used car or you know anything. Like Clearly, you're getting top of the line. Super you need young. a shitty you car. Got money. It makes you appreciate the other it stuff builds later. Character. Yeah, is that what it is? It builds character. <laughs> uh, yeah. Never been stranded. 
<laughs> You've never walked uphill both ways. 15 miles in the snow. No shoes. Anyway, uh, he picks her up. They're like driving. I, I really, this line got to me. It's, remember, he asked her out. He's mm-hmm. driving and he's like, so uh, why'd you decide to go out with me? I want to be like, but you asked her and she's like confused. He's like, I just want to know what you're thinking. You know, what turns you on? What makes you tick? I'm like, wanted to fucking throw up. It's not the last time he says. What uh, turns you on? Turns you on. He or uses that a lot. On. Yeah. You really turned me on. Like, all right, cool. Good to know. Thanks, Josh. <sighs> Yeah, but that that whole, you know, what turns you on, what makes you tick? Like, he's trying to sound deep, but I mean, this guy's got the depth of a fucking kiddie pool. So, and then, oh, the great line, because they pull up and he's talking about Mary. Just says, the whole package is intriguing. I want to unwrap you like you were a giant Ugh. box on my birthday. This is... She goes, excuse me? I don't unwrap on a first date. Which is fantastic. Because yeah, he says, I mean, I want to know more about you. Around here, everyone knows everything about everybody but you you come from another world i want to know everything about you what you've done where you've been and what you've seen i'm just like dude <laughs> he's acting i mean I get, yeah, that's what he does he lays on the charm it's just like it's so cheesy so much these are obviously lines that he has used i'm not necessarily that you're from another world but every i want to know everything about you what you've done where you've been Oh my god. Definitely. This guy's a skis ball. <laughs> and then she's so into it though. Yeah, cuz after she, I got I got the line. Oh, you do? Okay, give I it to me. Cuz literally right after she says, "Well, I never unwrap on my first date." He says, "Can I at least untie the ribbon?" And she nods and they smooch. And then after that Donnie says, "That was just a peek at the gift tag and I liked what it said." <laughs> <laughs> but she says yeah me too I'm just like, so she's into it but that line oh, it's so good it is like i'm like I this is so, yes yes i'm like this is so bad but it's so good it's just it's so, so fun it is and i loved it that's why i literally wrote it down in my note and i didn't want to forget those lines can i at least untie the ribbon this motherfucker they go in i don't trust oh. him at all and i knew i was good at trusting my instincts on that one once i saw like two red flags i'm like that's just on the surface can't wait to see what you're hiding the fucking sewage plant underneath what's well, more of the chemical plant you know that his dad owns his dad does own a <laughs> don't yeah. i have a train of thoughts and it it train did not leave the station it was explained that his dad uh got his money because he owns a chemical plant that supplies like a lot of companies a uh, cosmetics companies with their uh raw materials at one point later when she's shopping she's like she's like i wonder if this has pinder you know enterprises some whatever the fuck this yeah. chemical name is so they walk into the diner and all the tvs are playing mtv but instead everyone's just watching mary because it's like oh who's that girl josh here's the thing so they sit down to look at the menu and it's like really loud and josh is like guess who wasn't such a good idea for a date in here and i thought okay so this is a small town you've been here before many times you knew you didn't want to talk exactly <laughs> like you knew exactly like oh man i guess we should get out of here and then of course his next thing is yeah uh, we should go see my boat yeah let's go to the the lake where we're gonna be alone 
clearly he hadn't planned this in advance. Never go there. That's a terrible <sighs> idea for yeah, so Jason many reasons. Jason Voorhees. I mean, I know this is a exactly. Halloween. Exactly. This is Halloween, but you go to the lake, you go, you switch into the Friday the 13th franchise. It's yep. just the And rule. then when you go to sleep? It's uh, Freddy Krueger's It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. yeah. They each have, unless it's Freddy versus Jason, which is a movie I actually enjoy. So I snuck into that movie theater. Oh, I, was, well, I just saw it. was it. my 10th birthday. Oh my God, it's a I crawled out. And we How much were... of that movie did you see at Quite ten? A bit. Nice. It's a good movie. So, well, yeah, I mean, debatable. Uh, it's a fun movie. <laughs> put it that yeah. Way. I don't think my mom would have not let me watch it, but it was a um, sleepover. Uh, okay. So nice. I don't think she wanted to like look bad to other moms. So all of us, we were watching The Medallion. There were no good movies out. Oh my so we... God. <laughs> Yeah, the Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. Oh and we my. were at Glenwood Theater. Rest in peace. I'm sorry. I love Jackie Chan, but no. Anyway. No. That was on his... Uh, his yeah, he's fault, got a few you know? of those, like... Oh, Jackie. It was my 10th birthday. It was a sleepover party. There were maybe, I don't know, six of us. Not too many. It was, but anyway, so my mom was like a couple rows behind us just chilling. And we literally crawled hands and knees out of the theater and snuck into Freddy versus Jason. Straight up and crawling. Watched, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then watched a bit of it. Mind you, my brother also like managed this movie theater. Mm. So like I wouldn't I wasn't going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I get it didn't it. matter. You knew you had immunity. It was the thrill. <laughs> the thrill of the kill. It was fun. I saw yeah, I saw a lot of movies I shouldn't have seen there. I saw I remember I saw The Village by myself. Nice. Which like fuck that movie. Hot takes I wanted all day. to like fuck it. That movie. No, I wanted to there's parts of it that I like and then there's other parts that I and then there's the rest of it and you can't (laughs) I don't mind the you know we're getting off topic here yeah I don't care we're not (laughs) (laughs) so they go dang it Halloween oh Josh right I'm trying I hate Josh's name not only do I hate Josh I hate the fact that Josh and Jeff are both J names I know when we were in fiction class and I had two characters that had very similar sounding names I thought it was fine and uh, several people I think told me you know you just might want to consider that and I was like I thought about it and now after having listened to this I'm like Jeff, Jeff, God, yeah. So no, try and keep the names different enough. And the fact that they were both love interests yes. for the same character. Yes. That's, that's, that's what that's really what... made it. And then there's a scene where they fight later. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, had to, I had to pause it a few times and say, okay, who's doing the hitting and who's doing the take? But so they're at the diner and then let's go to my boat. Mm-hmm. And then her friends show up though. Kimmy, well, friends. Yeah, Sharon and Kimmy. And then Josh is yeah. like, do you well, girls always travel in packs? And Mary's like, like only when there are wolves around. Damn. And then he howls. <laughs> but really, <laughs> I didn't think that would be Mary saying that. I thought originally that that was like Kimmy or no, Shannon. No, that's totally Mary. She was talking so much smack earlier. She's like lady killer, serial killer. And she's kind of the they're all cheesy. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But they're all different levels of cheese she's trying to talk like she's so cool that valley mm-hmm. girl in her like yeah. she says things and i'm like why wait you're 17 <laughs> relax this kind of reminds me the way that these kids act i was very boring in high school 
Very, very boring. In high school. And now. Uh, <laughs> that, that was my, the joke. My idea of a good time is finding some good squishmallows. Okay. Take that for what you will. <laughs> this made me think of the movie Say Anything when Lloyd goes to pick up his date um, and he's like laying it all out. He's like, yeah, I do this. My father was in the military. I'm back now and I don't really drink, but I might have a beer or two. And I'm like, wait a second. You're just openly admitting. And I know that drinking was different back mm -hmm. in the 80s like drinking laws and like varied by states and whatnot yeah the fact that these kids are just like yeah i'm gonna get a brewski what later on josh has a whole six pack in his trunk Ooh, oh a six pack like he's That's got like beer. half a beer per person i know i think <laughs> six people get a beer it's one of them drops it beers like what three yeah. percent <laughs> maybe four he might get yeah, some risque <laughs> I just like assume, hardcore. like back then, it's probably what, like Dude, a Miller Lite. There weren't all these like crazy. Hey, he probably stole something IPAs. from his from his dad's collection. Maybe yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how he got it, but maybe it's not some cheap stuff. Who knows? Maybe he's got like some five percenters over there. Anyway, the friends show up. Yeah, uh, Shannon tells them. By the way, I, I didn't catch this on the first list and the second list, and she's like, "Oh, we just invited a few guys from the football team to your party." So it was her. Spoiler, football team, bunch of a-holes. Yeah, yeah. so Shan uh, Shannon, Shannon, I'm going to have to keep saying it because I almost said Sharon. Shannon, I wrote it down on a post-it. Shannon's the one who invited him. Shannon tells Mary that she was over by the jocks and they said that Mary should be a cheerleader. Mary gets up on the table and does a little performance. Two, four, six, eight. I'm the girl you love to hate. Zero, one, two, three. Don't you wish that you were me? Yay, cheerleaders. And everyone cheers in the in the place. I like cheese. Has any has that ever happened? Okay, so no, only in like movies. That. I need to know. I need to people out there. Tell us your true stories of someone actually doing something like that. Because outside of eighties and nineties movies, the fact that they all cheered too. Yeah, it's just like one of the, and everyone was all like, yeah, well, they were laughing and ha ha ha. And I just probably maybe were there adults in this diner? Is it only in Rose's diner caters exclusively to the teenagers of Haddonfield High? You gotta think diners. Did you ever have like a local diner that you went to all the time? Exactly. But I, that's what I was going to say. I don't no, think. Did you? Yeah. So the one that I went to all the time, Huck Finn's, but it's the one in Oak Lawn. I would always go at like the same times, like later mm. in the day or very like essentially still late in the day because it's where like you don't really want to call it morning, but like gotcha. it is or maybe like a really like late lunch, you know, like from 11 p.m. to mm -hmm. like 5 a.m. and then like maybe two o'clock. One time I went there at a normal breakfast time, packed all the old people. Yeah. And then one time I went in at four, all the old people were having dinner. So it's just like the time frame. So Fair in this enough. place, it's probably teen central right now. Fair it's probably enough. like the max in uh, <sighs> Saved by the Bell. All right. All right. I point taken. It is all teens. Man, I'm like 0 for 2 so far tonight. Relax, old man. Oh, you damn kitties with your facts. You whippersnappers. I got some fake news about them kids in Rose's diner. Oh no, not that. <laughs> well, I'm getting the hint that the son between Josh and Tanya, because he was like, Jet, where's Tanya? And then Shen's like, Oh, he's with Rob. He's a basketball player. And he probably already scored a three-pointer with her. And then Mary laughs, but Josh doesn't seem amused. He wants
wants them all. He wants to. You I think know, that literally is it. He's gotta just like catch them all. He's just a Pokemon trainer. Mary and Josh bounce, uh, although she gets freaked out first because there's a the electric voodoo skulls video is playing on TV. Apparently, she thinks that someone's gonna psychically know that this means she knows Juniper again, and it'll ruin her her high school career. So they bounce, and then Josh hits, of course, with the lines. That's what I like best about you. You're wild and crazy, just like me. Everyone else is so boring around here. And he's like, hey, let's go to my boat. And she's like, yeah, no. And he's like, yeah, but I'm just, it's not like that. I'm going to be a gentleman. I'm just really into boats and I want to show you mine. Right. I believe that. I, yeah, me too. So much. Yeah. Like... I don't think I've ever believed anything harder in my entire fucking life. <laughs> Chapter five this is a masterpiece. I'm so in love with it. They get down to the docks and the SS Pinder is a houseboat. The, the boat that he mentioned it's a houseboat, but we actually do get a, a decent description here too, or at least one line mm-hmm. that I enjoyed uh, when they first look out on the lake. It says tall pine trees and bending willow, uh, bending willows surrounded the water's every edge. Tiny lights from the lakeside houses twinkled and glowed magically in the reflection of the water. I just thought that was kind of nice. No, that was really nice. But my thing is like, you're not a boat guy if it's a houseboat. Exactly. That's, <laughs> but he says, I, and listen, he totally justifies it on the way there because I'm pretty sure he, he said something like, sometimes just go there. Sometimes a fish. Sometimes just go there to like, you know, chill and get away from it all. You know, he's got all that super stress. Fucker. He, that's right. He just takes his women there to get his get his action on. He makes him some tea on the boat and he's really happy that they bond over tea. Yeah, I usually drink like four cups of tea a day. And today I only think I had one. So this is perfect. And then in her mind, she's like, stop babbling, Mary. Like you said two sentences. I think you're good. (laughs) He brings up the house. And that's when they talk about Michael's accolades. He pretty much gives the whole rundown of, well, this is why everyone thinks your house is pretty important. I believe we get a reference to the previous novel, which we didn't read, The Scream Factory. But apparently he burns down like uh, City Hall and like killed the mayor. Yeah, because that's where the haunted house is in the City Hall like basement or something. Hardcore. And actually hearing that, I was like, man, I want to see Scream Factory or not see, uh, read and or listen to The Scream Factory. I will be. That might be my plane lesson, to be honest. <laughs> nice. We get another. Was it a growl in the beginning? Yes, it was. So this mm-hmm. is our, our next growl because they play checkers and it switches and it says that they're being watched by someone on the shore. And, and this is verbatim. A low menacing growl escaped from his lips. So once again, mm-hmm. Michael Myers. he's really upset that they're playing checkers yo he wants to play too no one invited him to play checkers and that's really rude i think that would have solved a lot of problems if he just got invited to game night this novel would be over i think like oh michael you silly goose he's great at charades (laughs) i'm nodding my head and they can't name it i forgot that they can't see me i'm sorry they drive home josh is like going slower than usual and then this is what i mean about this switch we're in his head because it says he didn't want the night to be over so early but reminded himself that he'd see her tomorrow at school mary really turned him on just as he knew she would that's straight up his thoughts so we are definitely in his head and i win i just want to say i win because earlier okay did i disagree yes (laughs) 
<laughs> and now we all know that I won. But yeah, so I don't know. We get to these like little snippets and I know it's okay. It's just, it really irked me because I think I didn't care about half these characters and their thoughts. I'm like, I don't yeah. know what you think. I liked it better when they were dead. Yeah. <laughs> he drops her off. Oh, you- no, it's just him. He's such a scumbag. And I just, I don't like hearing it. He's a I very don't like rounded he- character. He's got so many facets to him. I mean, he's got the boat. He's got the Porsche. He's got the the house. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's like three sides to him. That's that's yep. three dimensional. He's a thought. We fleshed out the character. <laughs> I, I just hate I hate being right all the time. You know, oh my like I knew he I knew he was yeah. going to suck. Yeah, but I just hate this kind of sucking, you know, like the sucking that he wants to do. Not into it. No, I just get mad when I just get mad at, at men, I think is the yeah. problem. Sometimes she just tries to hurt me for no reason. You deserve it, David. Help me. You know what you did? <laughs> he drops her off at the house. Back to Haddonfield. Uh, Josh drops her off. The house is dark. They smooch. She's like, all right, I'm going. And he's like, you don't want to invite me in? She's like, nah. And then when she tries to shut the door, he fucking puts his foot in between to stop it. And it says he, oh, what? I'm pissed. He's like, yeah. It'll be fine. I'll see her tomorrow at school. But he doesn't want to see her in a school setting now, does he? No. No. Obviously. And it literally says that he turns on the charm. And when he uses the voice that he rehearses every night. So it totally is. His- that is some uh, Bateman shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking American psycho shit. This motherfucker. You know, he says he practices the smile. The smile. That's right. The smile in the mirror. Like every night. That. No, he's a murderer. Like, I did not trust this motherfucker at all. And now I didn't trust him even more. Again, I'm always worried that someone else is going to get stabby. Yeah, no shit. And- Clearly, you, th- you thought Josh was killer number two. How many times has this happened in Halloween? Like once. I'm going to be right eventually. It happened once. Chill out. One out of like a bajillion films. No, like he knew the lore. He was like, you got to worry about this Myers house. But everyone knew about the lore. Jeff knows about the lore later. That doesn't make him stabby McStabkins. The practicing a smile. You don't fucking do that. Yes, that that part. Weird. A little suspicious. Well, he doesn't get stabby. He gets rapey. Yeah. And you know what? That's worse. Yeah. Because he's done it before. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah. He's gotten away with it before. It's very obvious that he's a scumbag. And it's such a bummer that her friends were like alluding to it in the beginning. Yeah, they mentioned that he uh, always gets what he wants. But they were saying it in a way that didn't really sound bad and they're still kind of hyping him up and excited. I think it's so much of like his status and his his money, his popularity outweighing how much of a trash bag he is. So they're like willing to Mm -hmm. overlook that and be like, oh, that's just what comes with it. Fuck this guy. But like, don't fuck this guy. Metaphorically fuck him, not literally. Are you sure you don't want me to come inside just for a little bit? In his velvety smooth voice. But she's like, nah. And I think it's a little harder for her than that. But she says, nope. And she's like, my parents are coming home. I respect that. But in chapter six, which is moments later, it's not her parents that come home. Someone else comes home. Like what I did there? (laughs) I didn't plan that. But it it does happen. Chapter six, the next one. She's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be prom queen. And Josh is going to be prom king. Can you imagine that? She goes to her room and boom, we're in the prologue scene. 
That's right. The vicious growl escapes his lips again. I mean, I know it's just repeating the, the prologue, but I I noted it again and time stamped it because I'm I don't know why, but the growling is getting to me. I don't like the he doesn't make sounds. I don't think he doesn't when he gets hit, he doesn't make sounds. He breathes. Yeah, that's what he does. One of the many reasons why I didn't like the Rob Zombie Halloween. Because mm, yeah. Michael makes so much fucking noise all the time. He's like yelling and screaming and grunting. And it just wasn't, it didn't fit for me. And that's why this one, even just like it's a he never says anything, but he growls. And I was like, I wonder if the author wasn't trying to give him some sort of other, like, how else do you? you describe michael because he doesn't do anything so it's kind of yeah. hard to what's he doing uh he growls this way i don't have to like i don't know because yeah. like what else he other, other than that he stands and he stares and then he kills but homie pops in kills the power no phone bust through the back door the whole time this is happening mary's in the room like oh my god somebody help me this is some bullshit i'm sorry sydney wouldn't have done that mary was kind of asking for it <laughs> No, not really. But dude, she didn't try and do anything to get out of the house. She just stood there and like, somebody fucked help up. me. It's fucked up, David. Well, okay, yes. Would you have done better? Yeah, I would have at least tried. I don't care if I break my ankle. When I'm jumping out the teen, fucking window. I would have tried locked the door and tried to go out the window. I think even as a teen, I'd had enough nightmares of Michael Myers that I knew my one thing. The only way to survive is to get the fuck oh, away. That's fucking right. I forgot. Yeah. You had your I was scared your of Michael big Myers. time with Michael Myers. Yeah. When I was scared, I threw jelly donuts at him. I remember that's how <laughs> yes. I defeated him in one dream. It was not really defeated him, but I, it kind of slowed him down. Did he eat one or no? No, just... I think I just threw him in his face because I thought it would like blind him temporarily. That's yeah. fair. The jelly donuts kind of have the scratchy sugar on it, you know? I was thinking more just the Maybe jelly getting, in, getting in your eye. Because I don't think that'd oh. be good. Are you throwing it that hard that like the jelly comes out? Oh, I was like hopefully seven or eight in my dream. <laughs> so maybe either way, I was just a little upset that she didn't see Mary rather than doing anything. She tries to use the phone, but the line is dead. Of course. And then after that, she says, OK, well, I guess I'll just stand here and and do nothing because then, yeah, he pops the, the doorknob off. Then she goes to the window. Once he's in the room, she runs to the window and she reels like, "Uh oh, it's shut with paint. I was like, you should have checked this shit when you heard the door downstairs getting busted open. That's when you look around and you're like, where are my exits? Sorry, this is horror movie. I know it's a, a book. I know everyone when you're in a horror movie, you know what you got to do. And life is a horror movie, okay? Well, she only just turned 17. And a lot of horror movies are like NC-17. No, I'm kidding. That's not a thing. I was going to say. I don't say, even know if they had the ratings at this point. Plus, they're, they're drinking <laughs> their brewskis and stuff. So what, you yeah. think that they're not? She was going no. in the clubs and her boyfriend was doing speed. You think she never saw a rated R movie? That's where she draws they, the line. No horror movies. Also, 90s, one of the MPA probably existed. All I know is you can get away with a lot more stuff stuff but pg-13s at the time so you know she's probably seen some shit okay she she knows what's going on she's just seen the original halloween okay that she'd know yeah, there's this really good documentary called halloween i don't know if you've heard of it yeah it's it's about hat in his town hadfield no i never heard of it it really happened you don't need to watch it because you're oh, gonna live it i saw that coming uh, anyway. just like the tagline for this novel wasn't it home is where the heart is home yeah home is where the heart is dot 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 ripped out <laughs> that is literally the line on the cover 
Home oh, is where I the heart that. is ripped out. Speaking of that, uh, because Mary just stood there, the shape, Micah walks in and just starts strangling her. And she's like, Argh. but then she she manages, I don't know if she frees herself or she gets freed but either way then there's a there's a, a scuffle things mm-hmm. it's dark there's some shadows there's some figures dancing around all you can see is the candle it's actually pretty cool the way it described but she bounces and as she's leaving the house someone calls out mary sounding like keanu uh but she pieces <laughs> out anyway which i thought was the first smart thing she did in that whole situation i don't care who's calling out for me someone just tried to murder me i'm, I'm getting the hell out of there and then the mrs smith the old lady down the road She's like, all right, Mary, come in here and eat some cookies. And see, Mary tells her someone tried to kill her. And then the cops come. They find the guy. Yeah, he's still in the house. They're like, you're going to have to identify the suspect. So come on in here. But small town, no one knows who each other is. That's what I thought. (laughs) They're all like... Who is this? And I was like, wait, but literally wasn't part of this whole thing that everyone knows everyone. And if he lives in the shack down by the cemetery. I was going to say the cemetery kid. You don't know the cemetery kid. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. I don't buy it. She's like, oh, no, it can't be. And they're like, do you know this guy? And she's like, that's my ex-boyfriend, Jeff Wayland. <sighs> and I was getting some major scream vibes here. This was like uh, Loomis. Or yeah, Billy. It's like it wasn't me. The other Loomis. It wasn't me. Yes, the other Loomis. It wasn't <laughs> me. And she's like, oh my god. But she's like, she doesn't know if it was him. And then he's like, just telling everybody, no, there was someone else in here. Someone else. But they're like, well, where is he? Because you know, no one has ever fled the scene of a crime before. But Mary's parents show up. And she's like, someone attacked me. I think it was Jeff Whalen. And then he gets taken away. And we're jumping into chapter seven. Chapter seven's pretty quick when Mary's sleeping in the couch in her dad's home office after the attack. Her mom comes in to talk a little bit. She's like, Jeff, I would have never thought, blah, blah, blah. And then mom's like, how was your date with Josh? Blah, blah, blah. All this really standard stuff. And then Mary tries to go to sleep and then we get a nice little flashback because she can't sleep and then she thinks about the last time she and Jeff had gone out. She would ran to the liquor store for soda, which I think is bullshit because this is in the Midwest. You call that shit pop. I'm just saying the fact that she was... Oh, no, but she's Californian. Yeah. Dang. Also, I don't say pop. That's stupid. End the call right now. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always grew up calling it pop. But you know what? You're just wrong about a lot of things. So we're going to be, we're fine. <laughs> Since when? I've never been wrong. I feel like it, it's been caught on tape. Anyway, so we go through this flashback, right? As she's like going through her memories, but we get scenes from Jeff's perspective. That's usually not how a flashback works for someone. I no. don't know. Either way, she's like, she goes in and she bumps into Josh. It's the first time she's met Josh. He does some junk where he's like, hey, 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 you new in town, blah, blah. You should get with me. Jeff gets jealous because he asks her for the number. She doesn't even give it to him. But when she goes outside, Jeff's all petty. And then she's like, well, we should go to the thrift shop, check out all those, uh, the old junk in those places. He gets offended um, because, you know, he probably does shop there. She figures out and then he dumps her because he's like, it's not going to work out between you and me because you're rich and I'm poor. One of my favorite lines. I'm not rich. I'm middle class, Mm -hmm. but she's rich by the Midwest standards. Yes, she is. She throws the sandwich at him and her exact words are, here's a sandwich for you, poor boy. I was like, what? I don't I don't know. That was rough. 
chapter eight, uh, we skipped through a whole other school day. Mary's like, I'm flying under the radar. You know, I don't want I don't want to talk about how it was attacked and Jeff got taken away. But then Josh catches up with her in the parking lot in the school. She's like, I was attacked after my date and Jeff Whalen was the prime suspect. And then, of course, Josh is like, Mm, that kid's cruising for a bruising uh, and then she's like it might not have been him and then just what was he doing at your house in the first place good question but also that still doesn't change the fact either way he's like so you know what i mean they literally just had a date like a day or two ago uh, yeah. last night but he's like hey let's go out again tonight we'll get the gang together she's like i'll think about it and she goes to johnson's department store to get her costume uh, she decides she's going to be a gypsy uh, which according to her is fitting because she just traveled all the way across the country <gasps> jacqueline i just ate it i was just like <laughs> god damn it i was like of course here we are with the offensive stuff that we didn't think was so offensive back then dude when did uh like the hunchback of notre dame come out about the same time i mean I mean, I feel like uh, actually hold that thought. Hold that thought. OK. <laughs> Speaking of Hunchback, the Disney store closed like all of them. And when I was there, I got this. It's a key. I see that. For the anniversary. What is it open? Nothing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the 25th anniversary. So about the same year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not, it says 96. So and this came out in 97. Yeah. So it's about the same year. Yeah, I was saying, and I guess they, they do use the, the slurred gypsy yeah. in there. That was like before they started calling them the Romani people. Mm-hmm. Gypsy gypped. Yeah, I know that. I that A lot is, of people don't know that that's offensive, that like that's what that's from. I learned that like within the last few years and I was like, oh, my God, it, it made sense when I when I, I didn't know it was spelled like that. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, yeah, I thought it had a J or something. Same. I thought it was with a J and I never thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember like during in a text, I sent it to my friend and they were like, uh, actually, just so you know, I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. No way. Because I mean, most things mm-hmm. that we say that are our insults are actually very bad. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are ableist and mm-hmm. whatnot. I'm so glad that we don't really see like Native American costumes anymore. Sure, there's always going to be some asshole at like Coachella that's wearing a fucking headdress, but like we're moving past it. I've worked in bars on a lot of Halloweens, and so I've often seen like Mexican stereotypes mm. where they'll have like fake mustaches and yep. like the sombreros and whatnot. Gypsy, though, why? But I get it because. Uh, Gypsy is often tied to the very much like Esmeralda from Hunchback Mm -hmm. of Notre Dame, where it's like, oh, they're a fortune teller. But then it's also that sort of thing is very tied to the they're deceiving and they're tricking you and they're trying to take your money and whatnot. So it's just a whole lot of bad Uh, people's culture is in your costume. So Mm. that's that. Did you watch the Bo Burnham special? No, I did not. Do that, please. It's so good. It's quick. It's worth it. Or at least like listen to the songs. Okay. My fucking Spotify wrapped for the year is going to be so fucked up this year but there's the song like problematic and he's talking about how he's problematic and when he was like 17 he dressed up as aladdin and was that okay like i don't know (laughs) anyway she gets her was it fancy was it red nail polish i think she gets a skirt maybe she said she needs to get her gaudy earrings she might get some necklaces i think she got some necklaces or something some things to compliment some stuff that i think she already had too um but whatever that was a fun trip to the 
the very small local store, the only option in town. So thank goodness her parents are going to come in, build a mall and crush all the small businesses. Yep, that will be gone next year. (laughs) And her boy Jeff appears. He's like hiding in the alley, revealing that uh, he got let go by the police because there's a lack of evidence. Apparently, there were no fingerprints. Yeah, I was like, okay. People can wear gloves. The, the cop even says that like 10 chapters from now, he's like, maybe you, you got a pair of gloves. And it's just like, what? Anyway, but they let him go because there's no evidence. And then he tells the story. She's like, well, what happened? And he's like, I saw the guy come out of the woods. And, you know, he says he saw everything and went in there and tried to save her life. And then she's like, well, why were you there? And he's like, okay, sure. Right. That's mm-hmm. creepy. But he was concerned about her because she was out with the, the joster. He was concerned with the joster. He was concerned. So he was looking out for her. And I respect that to a point. Is it a little creepy? Could be. But I think it that depends Josh on if she's into him still or not. Worse. No, <laughs> no, I no. was. it's a joke. Sorry, maybe a bad joke, but it's like the line between creepy and yeah, romantic. I know she's interested in you. Yeah. The issue is that Josh tried to force himself into her home anyway. Our boy is just kind of watching from across the street. He tried to, but she he's he just stopped the I mean not just stopped. That's still like, all right, dude, get the fuck out. Uh, but he stopped the door. So Jeff could have been like, all right. And then, you know, she's like, no. Yeah. And the door shut and he was outside. He could have been like, all right. I don't know. I could be giving Jeff too much credit. You are. I don't know. All right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jeff or Josh? Jeff is too the much credit. Who are Jeff. you giving too much credit? Jeff? The, the, Jeff is the the non. I mean, he's the non. He's not the he, douche. He's not the douche. Non-douche. We'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah, so no, give him Josh credit. Douche. Give Josh That's what no I did. Credit. I gave Jeff credit. I was saying that Jeff saw what Josh did gotcha. and yes. then he was he could have been getting ready. And then when Mary was like, no, thanks. And she actually got Josh to leave. Jeff could have been like, oh, OK, never mind. Like yeah, he, I was saying, you. you know, he could have been on. The, he could have been watching. Who knows? He's like, you don't know him like I do. And she's like, he doesn't even know who you are, except that you're a loser who lives by the cemetery. Very, It's very convenient that she mentions that because then he says, ask him how he knows I live in the house by the cemetery. Ask him about what happened there last New Year's Eve. Ask him about the girl. That's the line you're waiting for. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so he did throw out loaves of bread there. Loaves. We can, yes. We can connect those dots. But at that point, why not just fucking give her the whole sandwich? Just you might as well fill in those little little tidbits of information. I understand maybe not wanting to say the victim's name. That's not your call to make, but you could have given her some more details. I get she probably wouldn't believe him anyway. It's like I dated a scumbag years ago. Mm-hmm. After the fact, I like told my dad some of the scumbaggery that took place. And he was like, yeah, I knew that guy was trash. And I was like, you could have passed along that information to me. He's like, you, you know, you wouldn't have listened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, but you could have helped a little. I mean, especially in this situation. Oh, yeah. Like, and this is. That girl was assaulted. Yeah, and it's never mentioned really what happened. Like if it was, but apparently Josh is still the you know crown prince. Something about like Haddonfield. She was like found. Or like something like ripped clothes, some something like that. Jeff says that when she came to his house, like yeah. screaming and like she had a half ripped dress. But so yeah, Jeff knows Josh is rapey, but he doesn't tell her. He's like, ask him because of course he's going to tell the truth. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, but there's one more tidbit. He's got to let her know because after he got dropped off, he saw a light out by the cemetery. 
And when he went up to it, it was a lit up jack-o'-lantern on Judith Myers' grave. And he's like, I think Michael Myers is back. Hell I yeah. He, I think he was in your house last night. But Mary's like, nah, you cray. And that's that's chapter eight. <laughs> All right. But can we talk about hell? Yeah. That is so much better than Michael going over there and taking out the headstone. Well, yes, I, I do believe it's better. <laughs> as much as I like the original with the headstone, I mean, that is just some, that's an impressive amount of work. And the fact that no one sees him, like after he rips this hulking piece of stone out of the ground, he then tosses it over his shoulder, <laughs> has a stroll down the neighborhood and like gets that thing. Yeah, he's taking it for a walk. Yeah, he gets into his car, like it's dipping down and like, it's so low because of the weight in the back like it's i liked it but it seemed a bit impractical mm-hmm. this was a nice simple but like i had the little jack-o'-lantern and apparently he's the one that carved it and lit it oh and we know he's good at crafts yeah yeah he's always just we, artiste we have to listen to the the first one because it's in a haunted house and i just wonder if michael had any contributions to the decor oh that probably one. definitely some of those co- things got replaced by with people's. like actual people mm-hmm. that's right up his alley he had a blast am i gonna have to write some michael myers fan fiction we might have to <laughs> the new myers place Chapter nine starts with Mary at home. They get this little fake out with the knives. I love this one. Go ahead. I love this. Take it away. So she's out there just reaching into the bread box, trying to have herself a little bagel, but then (gasps) drops the bagel because when she looks over to the knife block, all the knives are gone. Where could the knives be? I was like, that's perfect. My first thought was like, oh man, homie's uh, fully loaded. (laughs) Lock, stock, yeah, ready to I rock. Just, he has like the fucking like bandolier. Yeah, bandolier. Knives. Knives, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that made my day. And then her mom comes in and she's like, well, of course we don't have any knives. I took them in to get sharpened. Okay. Obviously, you know what? Right I after. get that, right? That's a thing that you can do. But also you, you can do that. And you're yes. going to give up all your knives for how long? Well, here's the thing. They're barely ever at home anymore. It's, they get Chinese food. Like the first night they got Chinese takeout and then they probably are just doing architect stuff so they're picking up like burger king mickey d's on the way home they don't do the cooking they're like listen our daughter doesn't need knives she's at home fuck her and well they do have money so they can afford to just have someone do it for them instead of them doing it but it did also seem a bit strange like man our, our yeah. house got ransacked oh well, let's better get all our knives sharpened we could be looking into this way too much to the knife block. Someone breaks into my house. I would be a little distracted, but maybe they offer a pickup service. So who's, yeah. who's to say there? But moving forward, my daughter would not be leaving my site. I would drop her off. I would pick her up. She's hanging out Someone in my office. Someone attacked our daughter last night. And then just like, all right, see you later, Bye. kiddo. <laughs> well, that really, oh, wow. It looks like it really tried to kill you. Well, have a nice day at school tomorrow. You got a couple bruises there, baby. Oh, yeah. You might want to cover those up a little bit. Still You've had a hickey boys. before, right? You yeah. know, treat you know how it the same way. That way. I never thought of that in my two far listen throughs. I not never once considered the fact that they pretty much don't care. <laughs> they're just they're just an inconvenience to the plot. The the, the writer's like, yeah, uh, sure they care, but they, they got her food and stuff, right? They asked her the questions. So yeah, they're you know, good. Get out, go to the mall, go to the mall, yeah, parents. See, normally the one of the parents would be dead. 
And then yeah. that would leave the other parent like, oh, stretched thin, got shit to do. Oh, yeah. I totally started a story like that where it was like, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Because then it, it's a nice way to get the parent out of the picture. <laughs> The parents cause a lot of plot because you're like, where were the parents on that? And you're like, gotcha. One of them. There dead. are none. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this... What parents? Yeah. Boom. Same thing with getting rid of cell phones. That's what made this story good. No cell phones. Josh calls Mary and they arrange to uh, meet up at Rose's diner in about a half hour. I, I think we pretty much just jump right over there. Oh, she does make a little drop out like, oh, yeah, my parents just got home. They work at the, the mall. They're like the architects building it, which comes in handy because once they get to the diner. We can't stay at the diner. Yeah, no, that was just like the meeting point. Like, so what are we what is really going to do? We got big things. When, when they decide on what they're going to do. But before they are, Mary's, uh, they're outside talking in the in the parking lot. I think, well, she's outside with her boy, Josh. Kimmy mm-hmm. and Sharon have Tanya and Rob Who? in the back. Damn you. Damn me. <laughs> Shannon. And I have the damn, you know what, hold up. I'm putting this post-it a little higher up. <laughs> Shannon and Kimmy <laughs> are in the front. <laughs> But Tanya's got Rob Wheeler, the long-legged basketball star in the back. Uh, but Mary gets cold. And this is, remember, I, sometimes the word suddenly doesn't always irk me. But this one was the quote. Uh, well, she gets very cold. And Josh says, it says, Josh must have picked on it because he yeah. suddenly wrapped his arms around here. So he didn't slowly wrap. He suddenly, did he like fucking pounce her? I'm sorry. The suddenly just for me implies like a very sudden, like quick. Yeah. And I just like, like a puma. Like, I suddenly wrap like how fast. Does he do that instead of it? Because it could have just been uh, because he wrapped his arms around her. That works just fine. Why is there a suddenly? He didn't go like, I'm sorry, I'm just being pet peeved here, man. Josh uh, ends up explaining or he suggests they go to the mall, obviously. And then he's got beers in the truck. Well, don't they say first the boat? Yeah, something. they suggest the boat first. That gets nixed. And then they're like, well, oh, your family like is doing the whole mall thing. We should go. No, it's not even open. Open yet exactly yep peer so then pressure. no one will be there and they peer they pressure. really do peer pressure oh yeah because she says no like a couple times we're like i really don't think we should oh come on i, I think even tanya says some shit in the back yeah. to try and goad her and then she gets what she deserves did she deserve to get slaughtered remember yeah her hellish aura you know her her bad personality I, i'm just saying you thought she her bad personality she deserved to die Bye. All right. (laughs) All right. So we move on. They go. Cut scene. Can't get the fence open. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he just opens it. It wasn't even locked. Well, he for Rob like sneaks in between something first and like it was it was just like a latch. And they mentioned he's long legged, so I mentioned him very thin. I kind of yeah. thought he would like cartwheel through the opening. I don't know why. That's just this, a random detail that I'm sharing with you all today. I don't know. Showing off his moves, but yeah. So they make it through. First obstacle solved. They gotta get in through the uh, department store or the actual back thing. Isn't there a code? Because where there's a code that Mary has to like. I think so. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, hopefully there's no real alarm." And they get in and they go in through the department store. Right? Josh passes out some beers. Everything's going pretty good. Uh, get they walk a brewski. Yep. Uh, they see the main mall and through the gate they see the giant tree in the middle with the treehouse and mm-hmm. they're like, "That's where we're partying." And she's like, "Yeah, it's so cool because it's actually a playground for the kids." Yeah. It actually sounds pretty cool. Not gonna lie. I mean, I know they're breaking and entering, but that sounds like a <laughs> if it if it weren't uh, okay. But if 
Yes. They well, okay, <laughs> not breaking, but entering. Okay. <laughs> trespassing. How about yeah. that one? They're trespassing. But you know, if it weren't for the whole Michael Myers aspect, that'd be pretty chill. Like yeah. getting in that big tree house in the middle of that, like not open mall. That'd be baller. But yeah, obviously this is Halloween, so that's a big bad no no. You don't want to be in a mall at night. No a serial killer. No. I get the mall is opening in like about a month, but I really thought the fact that it wasn't open yet would kind of be more of an issue. Kimmy trips, I believe, over, over some, stuff. some construction stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. Like I thought I thought he was going to use some like uh, fancy tools mm-hmm. to take him down or no. like they're like, oh, you thought you I'll might get creative. Here. And then, oh, no, they didn't put in a door. So now I'm cornered. I don't know. Just like I thought it would be a little bit more fun. Yeah, it gets pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, we actually, after Kimmy falls, we do get that quick cut where Michael's in the, I don't know if they call him Michael, but there's a shape in the lot lit only by lightning going past the cars following them in and it even says like and he's gonna trap him inside like his thoughts essentially like michael's like yeah i got these little bastards cornered <laughs> it's like all right they're, they're chilling we, we cut back to the our party gang the chilling on the treehouse when someone's like oh we're tanya and rob oh where are tanya and rob i said rub and that might be a freudian slip because they get to some rubbing very shortly uh they've actually snuck <laughs> back to the department store am i wrong he gets no. some under the sweater touches in he does it, it mentions that he went under the sweater i'm like oh bad boy we're hitting bases i get it yeah but they go back, they snuck through back through to the department store uh, and they go into this room where there's hundreds of mannequins because that's where you want to get it on in the creepiest room possible. Suddenly, Tanya suddenly opened her eyes and wondered if she was making a mistake. Would Rob go all the way and uh, would going all the way with Rob really cause Josh to be jealous? Yeah, I bet you thought something exciting was going to happen there. But again, I wanted to put that suddenly in there because literally <laughs> she suddenly opened her eyes and wondered if she was making a mistake. So like he's macking on her. I literally all I can think of is her eyes is like open. Like, yeah, am I making like a mistake? Yeah, like that's not the word. She could just open or wonder if she was making a mistake. The suddenly opened her eyes it's like nails on a chalkboard nah dude it it hit her like a ton of bricks Uh, but it's cool because uh, once again suddenly a dark shape suddenly and unmistakably moved among the mannequins in the back of the room unmistakably moved it says that i I put that on verbatim unmistakably suddenly as well it was um, this is one of the times i'm not entirely hating the suddenly because at least you don't expect a dark shape to move when you're alone but that's a little too close to the last suddenly if you ask me Oh, it's okay because we got at least one more coming within the next like two paragraphs straight up. I, I I wrote down some lines and I put suddenly's in bold because then she's like, oh, there's someone. He's like, nah, babe, but the mannequins fall over on him. And she's like, ah, one grabs her hair. And then he Rob tries to help her out when his legs are suddenly knocked out from beneath him. He smacks his skull against the concrete floor. So this part got me a little confused. He, he, then it says he sees Michael farther like approaching from among the mannequins it's like they once swiped away his legs i, th- I the figured they're working together michael and the mannequins oh shit okay that makes more sense because i thought michael like tripped him and then ran back so that he could have his dramatic reveal also very possible yeah i thought he's like <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes uh, and then once the guy turns around he's like they step up all right cool horror movie mode <laughs> but this is when we get like some legit murders because Michael stabs Rob in the chest, crushing through his ribs and tearing apart his lungs. What? 
I was like, all right. And then he also rips one of Rob's arms out of its socket. That's some good shit. I was I was pleasantly surprised when it, when it was like it tearing apart his lungs. I was like, okay, goddamn. I was over here making some mashed potatoes, uh, listening to this guy read to me, and I was like, whoa, wait, what? I'm just yeah. trying to hang out, and uh, this is getting way more violent than I expected it to. But I was happy because I was waiting for this shit, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I think by now, this is chapter nine. I mean, she got strangled in what? Chapter five or six? Six. But six felt like so long ago and there was no killing. It felt like tease. I wanted some actual murder. But don't like her friends not know that that happened yet? Correct. Because they don't notice her. They they notice her bruises soon. Yeah, they don't. Um, they notice it on Halloween, so they hadn't even okay. found out yet. It's like when yeah. I think it's because of her costume, some of her skin showing. It, that's mm. when they're like, oh, my God, it's when these, she's finally at Josh's house. And that's fucked up. So-called friends. Again, she was, I think she's trying to hide it, though. Maybe she didn't want to like. Where's the gossip? Oh, wait, wait. No, no one told him. No, Jeff didn't tell anyone. And she tried not to tell or Mary tried not to tell anybody. Your girl Sharon hadn't heard yet. Sh- Shannon, <laughs> did you do that on purpose? Yes. I hate you. Because I, I did have to pause and look at my post-it note. I know. You, the the face you made, we're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was good. So Rob uh, and then bites the dust. And then so does Tanya because he stabs her in the throat. And now she'll never get to be with Josh. Interesting description. Uh, the Tanya, I don't know whose perspective it was as he's killing Tanya. It says his scar puckered face was hidden behind a hideous white mask. But if it's hidden behind the mask, how do we know that it's like it, I, that bothers me? But like, I'm also I don't know. Yeah. And is this the point? I think it's later on where they describe Michael as like smelling of rotting flesh. Yes. What? She also calls him as called him a zombie earlier. She's like, well, he's a zombie and you're not or something like that. Yeah. I'm just very intrigued by this. It's interesting. I wonder like how often does Michael see himself? Because clear that has to be like his own description of himself, like scarred up. But is he is he out here with I like a know. skin routine? Is he like taking off the mask, gotta exfoliate? Wait, that's why Josh lives the cosmetics. He's got to <sighs> deal with Michael Myers. They give him the skincare products. They leave his family. He leaves the family alone. Big cosmetics. Pender? Yeah. Pender, Pender has the P- best Pender. moisturizer. Uh, SS. Pinder. Uh, yeah, Pinder. Michael's like, you're just too good. I can't let go. I'm obsessed <laughs> with this moisturizer. There were some very interesting descriptions of Michael. Yes. Like, I... Because it's like, who's describing this? And because it's telling us about stuff behind his mask. So it's like, yeah, what? Does I'm, he even I'm, I'm intrigued. Like? Right. I mean, it sounds like it's just omniscient, but it, it was just in, an interesting yeah. detail because it's hidden. At one point, it describes him as like a, a grimace behind his mask. And I was like, well, well, who knows that other than him? Am I, am I in Michael's fucking head right now? Does it matter if he has facial expressions? Because no one can see them. Exactly. I, don't know. I think that's half the point. That's why when it said that, I was like, okay, interesting. But and doesn't... I don't think he would grimace. I don't think Michael's a grimacer. It's canon right. now. Miss O'Rourke, I guess. I, I think that's a pen name. I, from what I, if I recall, at least the last name. Isn't yeah. her real writing name? That's offensive to me. Does she is not want to claim this? Because this is great. I, I don't understand why she wouldn't want to claim this. You want to write a sequel to Halloween and a YA series? All right, what we'll pay you this much. 
All right, can I use a pen name? All right, let's do this. Crack yeah. Out. So what's her name? Kelly and O'Rourke. Uh, o apostrophe R O U R K E. Yeah. But just to finish, polish off this chapter real quick. Yeah. Because we're pretty much done with it. Uh, after they bite it, we we jump back to the party goers. They see something swift and dark flashes across the top of the glass dome. Probably Michael, but they're like, oh no, what could maybe security guard? So they all peace out. They decide that you know Tanya and Rob fuck them. Uh, Mary's a little bit worried, but everyone else says, well, peace out. You know, they'll find their way back. Josh takes a stupid time to like kiss her a whole bunch before they like leave. And then he's like, you really turned me on. Like, thanks. Can we get out of here now? With the quickness. Uh, And that's the end of chapter nine. All right. So she also has the name Kelly Reno for her other books. Okay. So it might be like a married situation. It could, but you know, well, 10 books see. by Kelly Reno. Good gifts from the home. Soaps, shampoos, and other suds. And then good gifts from the home. Oils, lotions, and other luxuries. Misadventures and merfolk. Good gifts from the home. Candles, bubble baths, and other romantic gifts. Uh, more perfumes scented gifts and other fragrances 101 best freelance careers is one of them writing no talent experience and almost no cost businesses you can start the best campfire stories a a collection of tales to spook and thrill and freak you out in which she also wrote with dick sullivan so very interesting career yeah i think she just didn't want people looking up how to make soaps and then finding halloween Halloween. (laughs) very different uh things there but i wish she wrote more uh more things like this i would read them i i'm very interested now in this this book like these kinds of books Mm -hmm. i want to because this isn't the only slasher that got the ya treatment no there's actually apparently jason has it freddie has it i'm like i'm fucking in dude i'm so in I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to hear, read, whatever. Because these are hard <laughs> to get your hands on. We yeah. mentioned it in an earlier episode. This book is like $200. And I'm scoping thrift stores. So it's going to be the people like you and me are and just like, this, this is, is a weird. Following. It's what it is. It's you're just like, yeah. yo, there's other people. This is trash, but I want it. And someone's like, I know what yeah. I got here. I know what I yeah, got. They know. <laughs> to someone They'll pay to the right person. They'll pay money for this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I have a decent book collection, but nothing. I have one book that's like a, a collector book. Oh, nice. It's it's like a first edition Winnie the Pooh book with color. Neato. That was only like 50 bucks. So that that I got on Black Friday. So it was like cheap from half price books. <laughs> but everything else. I mean, I have some signed books, but all my signed books are modern. Um, Like 2000s. I get you. Contemporary. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like if I want something, I can find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very confident in like my online shopping. You think you're going to get just, the like, Halloween stores? Mm-hmm. I'm fucking going to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking find these books. I've been going to like antique malls lately and I've been going to thrift stores. I've been trying to go to like thrift stores out in the burbs. Nice. They hit better and it's cheaper. Yeah. Sometimes they might be giving away things. Yeah. I know what yeah. you mean. And like they have the space to like have things for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just like, I want to find them. I was so bummed. Like, it's so crazy to think about books and how things go out of print and then you're just never going to find it again. Mm-hmm. And I understand why this is out of print. Like I do. <laughs> yeah. But it also sucks because it's like in the nineties. So 
I can't even get like a PDF of it or I get you something like that, you know, or like a, a proper audiobook. But that's why we, we got our boy. So yep. he's coming in clutch for this. Yep. In chapter 10, Mary finds out through Shannon that Tanya and Rob never came home last night. Oh, oh maybe they ran off and got married. They've had two <sighs> dates, Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Shannon also sees they made up a story. Tanya's parents said, oh, yeah, they were just messing around in the mall parking lot. But then they kind of got separated. So, well, because they don't want to get our in boy trouble. says, well, do we all need to get in trouble? Mm-hmm. when Mary's the one that's actually concerned and that's right. fucked up because she's new. These kids have known each other probably their entire fucking lives and they're just yeah, like, Tanya and eh. Rob. And, uh, Bye. Mary spends some time wondering about it. Uh, what if Jeff had been on the Sky Dome or what if it was Michael Myers? Nah, unless Jeff did something to Tanya and Rob and she goes down the wrong train again. She starts thinking about she thinks Jeff's the bad guy. That makes me so mad that she's trying to pin this shit on him. Like, I, it annoys me, but also I see from her point of view, it's either that or Michael Myers, the serial killer that supposedly has been killed and unkilled and is a zombie. Uh, he's real. I don't know. I also don't think... I. She does make some leaps in logic here because she this is where she's getting her costume ready. And this is again, she finds her bracelet covered in dried blood on her vanity and she assumes it's Jeff. Someone left it there for her in like a folded up piece of paper, like a little envelope Mm -hmm. for her to find. And it's the bracelet that she had dropped between the floorboards which means it went Mm -hmm. under the house and now it's covered in dried blood but again she thinks it might be jeff so your girl mary and she leaves chapter 10 was pretty quick everyone was like whoosh she thinks about it she finds the bracelet and we're out she's like party time chapter 11 mary straight up arrives at josh's giant stone mansion big ass house and apparently inside there's like hundreds of kids partying it literally said hundreds or red hundreds they got a giant keg she finally mary finds shannon and kimmy she this is when she finally tells them about the attack but she says they think it was jeff wayland it only comes up because they notice her bruises i believe she wasn't going to tell them but one of them does indeed notice her bruises and then she finally opens up and she's like can i trust them but she's she tells them again they think it's jeff wayland because she thinks it's jeff and then she also says that you know uh she thinks he left the bracelet for her isn't this also when they find out that she dated him? Yeah. They ask, like, how you knew him. Yeah, it was probably in the yeah. same. Yeah, they're like, how do you know Jeff Whalen? Well, we dated. You dated him? Shan's pretty drunk at that point, too. So she and Kimmy decide that they're going to go to Jeff's to teach him a lesson, which involves throwing rocks. Through- not good. Not a good start to uh, anything. Oh, in a of horror course movie. not. That they're inebriated. Yeah. Oh, I, I think well. Shannon's more drunk than Kimmy because Kimmy drives. Yes. Yeah. But either way, Kimmy follows her orders uh, and they're like, all right, peace. And then Mary's still looking for her boy. She's like, where's Josh, the love of my life? And she looks outside and uh, there's a pool and the football team, which we mentioned them before. They've got Juniper and Michelle cornered and they're calling, like talking about them being witches. And they, they grab them and start to try and like swing them into the pool until Mary interrupts. And uh, she's like, Juniper, Michelle, get out of here. And they kind of make peace. Yeah, these guys, I'm so thankful that I didn't have like a super shitty high school experience. Mm -hmm. Like the the way that 
kids get bullied in like books and movies and TV shows is just bonkers. But it, like this is the stuff that they could have killed someone. You know, yeah, they actually after Jennifer and Michelle leave, but they were yeah. grabbing them and going to like toss them into the pool where they might. It seemed like they were going to drown them almost. And then they yeah. go after Mary and she bolts. They all have to like leave and they meet up and kind of make peace after that. And I think this is where Jennifer uh, and Mary kind of like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And Michelle. But then Michelle's like, I got uh-huh. business, pulls out her <laughs> switchblade. And a, and a piece a of paper. List. Yep. All the jocks license plates. I've been collecting them. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I fucking I loved that. And then they go off to uh... those little shits. Mm-hmm. They can get they can get their tires. Yeah. Even Mary said like she's like she thought about their, you know, version of revenge. But then the punishment fit the crime. I think so. They were physically assaulting people and they were they were yeah. drunk and rowdy. So fuck your tires, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Not that I, I don't promote that sort of activity, but uh Hey, that's karma. literally that's chapter 11 at this point we're like i think from the here on out we're starting to blast off even though we're only technically like halfway through the chapters we're we're, we're rocking and rolling chapter 12 shannon and kimmy they arrive at jeff shack but they're like hey come on out no one's no one's there man no one's there shannon spots jeff in the cemetery not really because it's actually a tiny light and they just uh, shannon decides that they can sneak up on him <sighs> And then when they go and they, they go into the cemetery, check up on it, and then they realize that it's actually a grinning jack-o'-lantern with a candle in it on top of Judith Meyer's uh, tombstone. They run for the gates, and guess who shows up? It's our boy Michael. And again, I, I had to write it down, a guttural growl came from the mouth <laughs> of the thing as he moved closer with ferocious speed. A guttural growl. I'm not I'm not a fan of that or that he smells like rotting flesh. I don't like zombie Michael. Yeah. I that's it almost seems more Friday the 13th. Yeah. Jason. You know, he takes off the mask and you're just like, oh, because He's been killed and unkilled. Been in the water a little too much. Mm-hmm, exactly. With Michael, I, I like him being the cold, emotionless, just I don't know what, but making him a zombie is just like, I don't know. He can be a little charred, you know? Yeah, I'm cool with that. And that happens later on in this one. Mm-hmm. The mask Man. melts to his face. Yeah, which I was like, all right, I'm digging it. That's good. Now it's never coming off. Kimmy shoots him in the face, pepper spray, but it's not very <laughs> effective. They decide, oh, let's run it back wall or something. And they get separated. And this is when my girl Shannon, I'm going to have to finally, st- I don't need to remember her name for much longer. Nope. Because she falls, cracks her skull against a tombstone in a blow that, and I quote, oh, seemed fuck. to numb her lower body. She tried to get up. She tried to move her legs. She tried to screen but no sound comes out so i think she fucking paralyzed herself yes this is literally the scene a stench of rotten flesh and blood came from his mouth as he growled because he's growl why does this version of michael needs to growl so much i don't know i feel like maybe maybe our girl just thought that there's not enough descriptions of michael i because he doesn't speak and yeah. he's wearing a mask, so you can't really see. You, and his you need sensory detail. And we need he has, something going on. So he's pure body language, and his body language is usually very stiff. I don't know. I think it, it would be hard to kind of describe Michael in any way other than, well, yeah, the basics. So I guess, I guess A for effort. But this 
expressionless white mask is facing me because you can't even say like looking at you is it looking yeah. at you you can't see the fucking no, eyes I, I think they mention his his dark eyes being like they black do. as death or cold as death it, it gets dropped a few times shit. but whatever that, there's you some know, of that stuff fine. that i go okay clearly i'm we're, like we're i trying get it to, exactly we're, we're trying to keep book yeah, he growled. And then he stabs her in the chest a bunch of times. Yeah, just goes straight in. Not even the pain isn't really what gets her like the stabbing. It says she starts to suffocate as her, as her lungs fill with blood. I was like, Jesus. All right. It's pretty hardcore. Why? And we yeah. cut back to Kimmy and she's oh, she's trying to climb the cement wall, but her fingernails snap off. Oh. That fucked me up. I hate nails. I hate nails. It freaks me out. Like, especially like fake nails or like anything with nails. Just like, I can't handle it. Several of her fingernails snap off when she falls. Uh, Not Kimmy. Not Kimmy. I like Kimmy. Uh, But then Kimmy tries to defend herself because she sees uh, Michael. He slashes her arm. And then this is the line. The face behind the mask seemed to twist into a cruel grimace. How the fuck do you know that if it's behind the mask? I'm sorry. And how does that work? Does the mask twist? But a grimace. Yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think Michael's a grimace kind of guy. Like I I said that already. I know. But a grimace is like, don't want that. Or like, you know, I think there can be. I think there's a dark grimace, I think. Isn't there? I'm going to. What does it mean to grimace? Okay, an ugly, twisted expression on a person's face, typically expressing disgust, pain, or wry amusement. What's wry amusement mean? Wry. Let's look up the exact. Wry is using or expressing dry, especially mocking humor. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I I didn't feel this description in any sense, just because how can you tell that? That's... Like it says it seemed to twist into a cruel grimace. To who? Seemed? Who seemed. The face behind the What does the that mask. even mean? Exactly. Like, what does that mean? Like, if it seems to, like, but how? Then it didn't. Right. Or it could have. Like, it maybe. It could have, but it, it implies like, that there's some, it implies that there is some, some sort of change that you can map. Like, oh my God, but what does that look like? Like, what did the mask actually change shape? Because it's like adhering to it, you know? Like, what does that, mm. it, it's so I don't like that sentence and I'm being a nitpicking nitpicker, but I'm not that. And I'm just not in some of these descriptions of Michael still feeling him murdering everyone though. That's a prime time Michael there. And then to seal the deal, he stabs her in the uh, stomach and her intestines spill out and she dead. And the chapter 12 is over. We go to chapter chapter lucky number 13, uh, which starts Mary. We're back with her. In the house, girl's lifting up her French maid skirt on a table, pulling down her garters. And then about 10 seconds later, she realizes that they're all drunk and crazy and she gets scared. And Mary saves her. She's like, hey, get out, get off that table, yo, and helps her down. And this is when the football players get extra douchey. They call her. They're like, oh, yeah, she's the one with the witch. They call her a freaky slut and all this other shit. One of them oh, yeah. her. And then she slaps his helmet. And he gets pissed because she tried to hit him, which is, I mean, I get he's drunk, but I was like, really? I grope her and she hit my helmet. How oh, oh, no. dare you hit me after I 
physically assault you. I don't think we gave the detail. They are in full uniform. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, I'm sorry. Full uniform, padding, helmets. The football players showed up to the Halloween party dressed as football players. Kings of creativity. Exactly. (laughs) Full padding, as Jacqueline said, helmets, everything. Because, you know, he didn't know they were football players. So they got to remind people. Even the helmets, though, like at some point. You're going to have to take that off. Yeah. If they were doing like shitty stuff, uh, that's not a disguise because your last name's on the back of the jersey. (laughs) So I get like these people aren't going to snitch. If you're going to go out doing stupid stuff on Halloween, don't want your name on your back. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a bad idea. They decide that they're going to do something to her because she's like peace and she bolts she waits she looks for a place to hide goes to an open door finds her boo finds a finds the joster who's clearly sleeping off like some supreme drunkenness she you know shuts the door and um first of all my first thought was that he was going to be with another woman same like when she found him in the door i was like oh He's with another girl because she couldn't find him this whole time. Pleasantly surprised, I guess, that he wasn't. <laughs> Big shock. But then he pretty much tries to rape her. Yeah. Because it ends up turning into, I want you so bad right now. And then, and then like he's Keep serious. it in your pants. And then she says no. And he's like, you've made me wait too long, you little slut tease. How uh, can you be both? How can you be both? Obviously, because she's a slut that's teasing him. But uh, listen, I don't know. He's drunk. I, I don't know. I, can't, I don't even know how you'd be a, a slut tease. But for everyone else, but to for him, she's exactly. just teasing. And therefore, it's exactly. unfair because he deserves sex, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I gave you a brewski once. Do you remember that? This is my house. So, yeah. What, um, Disgusting. Mary mentions uh, the girl on New Year's Eve. And of course, proving his innocence, he mentions how she was a whore, which, you know, oh, that makes it cool. Yeah. That obviously, I believe him. Yeah, I believe she, him. She hits him with the keys, slashes that face. So uh, obviously, because we can't have her with a car right now, he grabs the keys and chucks them out the window. Oh, bye bye keys. It's no cell phone and nacho cheese. Yep. But no car keys. It's something. No car keys. She kicks him in the balls. But she recovers from way too quick. I think in a lot of movies, yeah. guys recover from a kick to the balls pretty quick. I don't know, man. You get hit. I've gotten hit there, and I don't want to like do stuff for a little bit. It's not like, uh, and it's a, it hits you to your core. Anyway, uh, he still <laughs> manages to chase her down uh, in the street, but he's like trying to apologize, but not the greatest. And then Oscar, Jimmy, you get a little bit of Jennifer and Michelle, and they hear a scuffle, and like we should check. Well. Juniper wants to investigate. Michelle says, fuck it at first until Juniper reminds her. Julifer. Damn it. Juniper. Wait, is it Juniper? You're saying Juniper. So that's what happened. I put <laughs> Juniper in my notes. <laughs> I'm, no. Listen, I don't know anyone named Julifer. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> do you know someone uh, named Juniper? No, but I just, exactly. I also, I had, I looked in my notes and I had Juniper a little bit uh, lower. <laughs> There's too many names. Oh, God, I think it is. Okay, here you go. Julifer. I'm actually doing a quick scan looking for any June Julifer mix ups. <laughs> Julifer. All right, we're good. Chapter 14. We finally find out what happened with Jeff. He's riding back home with some groceries. He, he rolls up to his shack next. Our very responsible boy. Oh, yeah, he's so Out good. getting groceries while everyone's partying. 
Yeah, such a good boy. And he rolls up and yo, there's Shannon's car. And he knows because the, the vanity plate is abbreviated uh, spoiled brat. That's when he's like, well, where could they be? He looks over into the cemetery and sees the jack-o'-lantern. Oh, no. Literally, he, he rolls up in there, sees the tombstone, super scared. Then he, with somehow he didn't see it at first, but he checks. He's like, oh, God. He finds Shannon's uh, and Kimmy. Their bodies are slumped up against the tombstone. I think he says it shakes off his jacket and like puts it on one of them or something because that comes up mm-hmm. later. I thought he didn't have a jacket at the beginning of this chapter, which is something that confused me. I could have swore it said it. He didn't have any as he was on the scooter. He didn't have anything to like protect him from the cold, crisp air. And then later on, mm-hmm. his jacket being left on the girl's body yeah. uh, becomes Bites an issue. In the ass. Yeah. So I don't know here. Then he's like, oh, no, he runs back to his house and tries to call the cops. But the phone line's been cut. So he gets on his scooter and bounces. It's literally that was chapter 14. Boom. Chapter 15. Chapter 15. Again, I put Juniper. So it's Julifer and Michelle. They get Josh off Mary. Then Jeff shows up because he was actually on his way And he realized that, oh, the party, Mary, she might be there. He stops, sees it. And then Jeff and Josh get to the double J fight because this is (laughs) where I got confused with names in the in the scuffle. Like Mary and the, the girls leave. And that's when Jeff gives a little more of the story, because obviously when you're in the middle of a fight, you need to like have this stuff. And he's all like, yeah, got to hit him with the mental and the physical. Mm, Right. He's he's. He knows how to fight. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah. What about the woman from the, that ran to my shack last New Year's Eve? She was scared and her dress was half ripped off because, you know, he remembered Josh's, you know, rage and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but before they can finish their fight, the football players show up and Josh is all like, hey, go get Jeff and Jeff bolts. Uh, it turns out the ladies hid in the forest. I uh, hate Jeff rounds the corner. Uh, slips but Michelle grabs and pulls him and they manage to hide in some bushes and stuff from the football players cool beans although at the, this point Mary is still like oh Jeff you're scaring me because you, you might be the murderer god let it go <laughs> it's been a day <laughs> it's clearly not him I don't know it could be him uh, <laughs> but that's when he tells her that Mary uh, he tells Mary that Kimmy and Shannon are dead and she doesn't believe him at first uh, but then he this is finally when she she realizes like, oh, shit, it's not you because he starts to tell her about the night of the attack. And she realized that someone the attacker grabbed her ankle after she had hit someone in the head and or mm-hmm. whatever. And he had a concussion. So he was out either way. She realizes it wasn't him. And she's all like, uh oh, then Mary's like, Julie for Michelle, you guys peace out. We got business and they peace out. And we jumped to chapter 16. Jeff and Mary, they're like, Mary's house. We got to go there. Is this where he makes that stupid rule about he always goes? Oh, yeah. This is one of the things I kind of like, but I don't. Everyone knows he always come homes bef- comes home before he attacks. Yes. And I was like, not entirely true. Exactly. Because but- he attacks on the way to the home, mm-hmm. at the home, leaving it's- the home. Yeah, so I guess this could be the YA uh, version, their rules. I guess we don't know what he did on the way to home, but he stopped at home, had that scuffle with our girl, and then became fixated on her as, as it seems he was fixated on Lori. It's like what you were saying about Halloween kills. We're like, that's not a line from a character. That's a line from the writer. Yeah, exactly. Some dumb shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> evil dies tonight. <sighs> Love lives today. Chapter 16, they're headed to Mary's house. And then we get two suddenlies right in a row. First, it's suddenly there was a crash in the woods, not more than 20 yards away. And they're hearing some heavy footsteps crackling in the darkness and it's gaining. And then suddenly a loud crash in the woods filled the air. Very similar. Mary thinks that someone tripped on vines. So I think Michael was chasing them and tripped. on. Is that what we're (laughs) supposed to get here? That we got some hijinks? The fake out because they, they, the dog ends up behind them where they hear the footsteps but heavier and then it's the dog well see michael is wearing a mask so his vision is obstructed a little bit true he can't be as what's the word i'm pretty sure it takes away some of his peripheral vision he can't see like those vines he can't be super graceful with that mask on it's actually in like the last chapter he's like the least graceful person i've ever seen yeah (laughs) it literally (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll get to that slight issues with the last part of this but uh yeah so apparently mike uh, mikey myers uh trips and falls and they manage to lose him all on his own they get to the mary's house jeff calls the cops and th- and this is what really seals the de- deal for mary she's like now i know he's not the killer because if he was why would he call the cops but what if he didn't call the cops exactly i thought the same thing <laughs> i'm like did you listen to the operator under the line how do you know he didn't like pretend to dial and like cancel it out and then just like yeah because he's also like i'm gonna meet you at the cemetery all right cool i'm like what is that how is that how that works? Hey, so I uh, found some bodies and I ran to a house. Can I meet you there? And they're like, all right, sure, sure, kid. The other thing is Michael's been known to cut off the uh, electricity and the phones before. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he do that already? Well, he did it before and then they got it fixed and he hadn't been. Oh, wait. Well, he came in. He needed the light to see where he put the bracelet down. And he probably mm. figured he just didn't want to be rude this time. <laughs> I don't know. It takes him a while to even get back to the house. So, well, maybe he was there. He just didn't make himself known. Well, I forgot. You know what? He's arranging bodies and shit, probably. Yeah. You know, he's still arranging them bodies. He's got stuff to do. We get the, we don't get the final girl circuit yet. He definitely set them up at the cemetery. Oh, yeah. Because she said that they were positioned. That's right. But he's going to repos- he repositions them for the next yes. chapter, two he chapters. Does. So literally, this is pro- he tripped and he's like, eh. oh, wait, I got to go get those bodies anyway. Might as well go back. back. Exactly. He's like, I'll hit this place. I got to come back anyway. Two birds. Maybe he gets a dog on the way, has a little snack. His tummy's rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> a little cereal killer needs a snack. He got the tummy rumbles. <laughs> and he's like, all right, cool. And we jump to chapter 17 which is super freaking short because it's only Jeff gets to the cemeteries and the cops are there, uh, but the bodies aren't. They're straight up like, where are the bodies, son? He's like, they were right over there. And they're like, ah, wait, there's no bodies. Like, are you pranking us? And another officer's like, hey, I found this. And it's his jacket. It's Jeff's jacket, but it's covered in blood. And then Jeff's like, oh, wait, that was really stupid that I left my blood covered jacket here. And also my wallet's in the pocket. Because he said that if they check the, the wallet in the pocket, they'll find his ID and stuff. You don't keep that in your jeans? Whatever. Okay, okay. But So he's like, all right, um, bye. And he pieces out. And that was chapter 17. We're, we're really close to the ending here. Chapter 18. Mary's like, I'm going to go to my room and change because I need to get out of his clothes. But as she gets to the window, 
something moves out front. It's out of you. And then she's like, what's that? And then the back door gets broken. And she hears (laughs) she hears metal clanging, which she's pretty sure Michael just raided the freshly sharpened kitchen knives. Thanks, mom. Ready to use. And once again, because Mary proves that when when she hears Michael coming, she has one job. It's to do nothing because she decides to hide in the closet. Hey, oh, no. We got to have a good closet hiding scene, you know, yeah, but it's this, just like it has to happen. I thought it was a, a call back to the original and I appreciated that. She doesn't even think of the floorboard escape until she's in there for a while. So that wasn't on her mind. I just say hey, it's a new to her house. All right. All right. So she follows in Lori's footsteps. Uh, yeah. And she hides in the closet. Uh, and as Michael's coming, she's like, oh, wait. I'll, I forgot about this draft through the floor that leads to somewhere I don't know. So she, she peels up the floorboards. She pieces out right as the door opens and Michael's like, what's up? But he doesn't really say it. He snarls at her, though. It says <laughs> he, he snarls at her like a vicious animal. What, what is this? You, what's this? I mean, I was doing a lot of growls. This is a snarl. What is? Yeah. Like, either is way, more- Michael's making some. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not. He's not a dog. I'm gonna look up a snarl. Snarl of a make an aggressive growl with barred teeth. So he's actually going. <laughs> he's fucking pissed. Oh, How on. dare you be in my my sister's former thing? I googled snarl, and that's what we get. It's a lot of lions, and yeah. um, no, it's a lot of tigers. Yeah, so lions, tigers, oh, and Myers, oh my. <laughs> that was good. I fucking hate you. Thank that you. That was good. I try. Yeah, he, he uh, as we said, he snarls at her like a vicious animal. And she's like, all right, fuck this. And she falls down uh, and starts running around some weird corridors beneath her freaking house, at which point she can hear him busting through. He's about to come down there, too. And we start the final go circuit because she's like we runs through some corridor and oh my god, she sees Tonya, Tony, uh, Tonya and Rob, but they're like on the sofa, but all dead and stuff, and they're posed. But so Tanya and Rob Tanya. I quit Tonya. Have, Tanya. That's fine. Yeah. Tanya and Rob have been dead for how many days? A couple? Yeah. And he's just like carrying them around from the mall. He probably took them out of the mall that night and arranged them. I'm just saying. Listen, he had one under each arm. Oh, I don't doubt that. No, I think it's over the shoulder like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, but then he loses peripheral vision and that mask ain't helping him he at all. He's got tunnel any. vision. Maybe he stole a car. I don't think there's any mention. Yeah, how does he get around town? Does he walk in this one? He doesn't have a ride. 1978, he had a ride. But now it's like, I don't know. Are you going to confront a man carrying two bodies? I'm not. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, I hope he didn't see me. But yeah, and he poses them. So they're like all cuddly and stuff because Michael's got a sense of humor. He's like so romantic. And then as she's like, oh, no, she realizes that she's in like a pool of blood and she stumbles back and she finds uh, Shannon and Kimmy. And she's like, oh, no, I got the name right this time. Shannon. I'm so ah. proud. Thank you. Uh, but she stumbles back. She finds their dead bodies. And then, boom, she hears noises and Michael's downstairs. Jump into chapter 19. We get a little internal POV from Jeff. He's all like, man, I should never dump Mary. 
And then also he somehow figures out on the way that Mary is Michael's ultimate prize and obsession and that everyone else was just like foreplay. I don't know how he figures this out. It's just told to us. It just says he figures it out on the way there. So cool. Uh, He figures it all out. Jeff mastermind. Uh, He goes around. He's like, yo, Mary, you here? Checks around back. Sees it's broken. He's like, no. Looks around for her. Can't find her. That's literally chapter 19. Chapter 20. And we are really close. Straight up. This is a small scene with Mary and Michael. Michael tries to lunge at Mary and then he misses. She dodges. Uh, Then he tries to attack her again. And again, she dodges and he misses. Uh, Then Mary, she's looking for a weapon. She accidentally stabs herself with a rusty nail on a two by four. Thankfully, she has a decent idea for once. Flips it around. And she uses that rusty nail. She swings a two by four and stabs Michael in the forehead, uh, leaving it. I believe it's stuck there. And then she uh, pieces out. That's literally chapter 20. It's a quick one. Chapter 21. We switch back to Jeff, who uh, hears Mary screaming finally and realizes that she's not outside. She's actually down below. He, and of course, because he was the carpenter's son, he'd worked on the house. He remembered that there was some space beneath the house because he'd been there. So, you know, he rushes over there, sees Mary through a grate. He sneaks down there and he gets his final boy run where he runs into all the bodies. He's like, whoa, and then whoa. Everyone gets to witness Michael's masterpieces. <laughs> uh, Jeff finally, uh, he catches up to Mary, tells her to run, at which point, or he's like, you go this way, go out. And he Michael comes for Jeff and Jeff backs away, at which point he hits his head on a rusty plumbing pipe. He then rips that plumbing pipe out of the off the ceiling. And it's got this edge that's sharp and jagged. And so Michael tries to jump him and uh, impales himself on it. <laughs> and then to add a little salt to the wound or a lot, Jeff pushes the pipe harder. And the, mm-hmm. uh, the actual line being javelining the pipe completely through his body and up against the wall good shit exactly i was gonna say i was like thank you jeff he he fell on a pipe big whoopie doo no bury it twist it set him on fire i'm literally exactly yes we're (laughs) almost there (laughs) because then uh he goes he's like okay michael's I don't think he's dead or he might be dead, but whatever. I'm stupid. So he grabs a jack-o'-lantern for light, looking to go find Mary, who obviously apparently went the wrong way and was going like at the wrong end of the house <sighs> trying to escape. So he gets her and leads her the right. Yeah, this this our final girl didn't this doesn't do too hot in this section. She got lucky. Well, they all get lucky because we're not even out of the woods yet. So they run for the right way. But uh uh-oh, Michael's back. And he's actually still got the pipe sticking out of him, which I think is pretty hardcore. I loved that detail. It's just like, of course, this didn't stop him. It just slowed him down. I was going to be disappointed if it wasn't sticking out of him. (laughs) Right? Because then it's like you are profuse, like bleeding profusely. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way you're just like being Michael with that kind of wound. Like I'm sure he would survive it. Yeah, that's not my issue. It's just that it would well, Michael survives. make everything so messy. Yeah, well, he could survive anything. That's just straight up bottom line. Mm-hmm. So far, he seems unkillable. And this is, again, one of my lovely love and hate relationship quotes. 
His unearthly evil voice snarled as he tried to rip the blood-covered pipe out of his chest. His unearthly evil voice snarled. That's a lot of... So is he he snarled. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was his voice that snarled, not not his, not not Mary's voice, not that guy's voice, not her no, voice. It was Michael's, Michael's unearthly evil voice. Oh my god! And he snarled again. He, uh, oh, so he actually uh, does manage to do what he wants. So this time he actually pulls out the pipe and uses it as his weapon. He he tries Ew. to. Yeah, that was that was pretty baller. I, I appreciate using your that germs. Search. I don't want Michael germs. I just, well, no one wants Michael germs. I just thought at least he was. Um, He's resourceful. That's the word I was looking for. You know, he <laughs> he worked with what he had. And I like that. He thinks on his feet. But he, he, uh, he swings at him. He misses. And then he raises it again and swings and misses. But this time he hits a different pipe, breaking it. And there's a hiss because he hit a gas line. And then. Because of plot and luck, Michael stumbles back, giving Mary and Jeff enough time to get like halfway out of the hole. Michael grabs Jeff. Jeff kicks him in the face. Uh, Michael's down there like, oh, man, that sucks. And then the jack-o'-lantern that, you know, he brought because of light and plot, uh, that (laughs) that flame triggers the gas. His demise. Boom. That's what he gets for focusing on his crafts. He came back to bite him in the ass. He needed to really just work on his knife play or his pipe play in this thing. Cause man, he, <laughs> he missed like three or four swings. It was kind of sad. I felt a little bad for Michael. Not only that, I mean, he tripped the gas himself and then he fell. It was, I was like, okay, want some Benny Hill music. <laughs> He's just straight up missing yeah. everything. He's lost a sparkle here. Not Michael's finest moments. But then a burning hand reached out of the hole and writhed around. Then the fingers slowly closed and fell back into the darkness below. Actually, would it be darkness? I mean, it was like a fire. Mm, yeah, I don't I don't buy but, that. Well, who but knows? hey, you know, maybe it was know. an initial gas explosion. Maybe the fires, it could be dark and smoky. That's what I was going to say. I, I would know. Yeah. That's what it was like when my apartment door opened and I could see into the other apartment when it was on fire. It was just black. It's very dark. I started that fire just so you'd have that story. <laughs> I needed to buy some time to listen to the, the audio book a couple more times. I'm like we can't record <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Let me just start this fire real quick. Like it's so, this is so Halloween 2018 right now. Shut the fuck up, stealing my lines. <laughs> it was. It was. That's it was so that funny. was. I still. I mean, it was your line. It was. I, mine. It was. It was really. I was trying to do a callback, but because yeah. no one knew that, it did appear as though I stole your line. I was telling my friend about what was going on here with the fire, and I was like, "Yeah, the smoke's coming into my my unit," and they're like, "Oh my god, like how bad is it?" And I was like, "Eh." It was worse when I spilled bacon grease into the bottom of my gas stove. That was pretty bad. But this is like a different kind of burn. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. smell. It smells like burnt plastic, I think. But it's all good. I have my nice uh, pineapple Dole Whip room spray. And I alternate between that and vampire blood from Bath and Body Works. 
What was the first part before the room spray? Because it was Pineapple making me hungry. Dole Whip? Yes. Okay. That mm, all I heard was Dole that, Whip. and I was like, "Oh, that sounds kind of good." And then you said spray, and I was like, "Oh, oh." It smells just like it. Anyway, Michael is once again facing a well. No, it's no, a, in, in Canon Halloween seen- too with the hospital. He faced fire. Yeah, exactly. And this, I, I don't believe this one removed anything from Canon or no. And current, apparently he's come back many times. So I feel yeah, like this, this one pretends usual. everything is canon. He's done everything, <laughs> all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's fight, he's facing fire once again. They even mentioned how he got shot up by the uh, department. I feel like that was Halloween five or four. What four? It's the one where they the cops oh. just shoot him and he falls into the mine. What is I enough lead for to, a yeah. I forgot what, is, what they said. Fuck. Yeah, his line. Do you want me to look it up? No, it, it says it, I think, in the YouTube comments. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, at the end of that one, straight up, it is a firing squad, which was one of the reasons I really enjoyed it, because it felt like about damn time, you know, just get a bunch of people and all just mowing down. <laughs> this guy. All right, hold on. The police filled him with enough lead to kill an entire city. That sounds like Halloween four to me. All right, Eric Bishop. Two oh, is that ago. really what it said? Yeah. Oh, I didn't read the comments. Yeah. And then someone said, hello, someone two months ago. Well, that just means Sin- that it's a fair. We all recognized yeah. it was a throwback or, you know, it was a reference. Since like, when did yeah. Michael growl like a snarling dog? Let's Thank see those you. replies. Thank you. Apparently the mid 90s. <laughs> my a lot of people are into this like right now like a month ago there's a lot of comments this guy uh said well laha or l-a-h-a um my theory is since myers lived in the woods or in the wild since myers lived more in the wild in these books he wasn't able to take care of himself at all so he became much more feral and was likely in pain all the time remember in the timelines he was generally back in the hospital being taken care of but in these books, he was never caught. Oh, so now oh, he didn't keep clean. Out. He has rotting teeth, foul, foul odors, dirty clothing, hair in filthy clumps, and his mask was falling apart. He's oh, a lot more brutal, damn. too, especially for a YA novel. Well, sweet. So we, I missed I didn't know that that he was never caught in this one. So he's more feral. That's an interesting. I, I like it. it. It at least makes me more comfortable or more accepting of those things you mentioned earlier with his breath and, and the smell of decaying. Just all of that stuff. It, I, I guess it makes yeah. a little more sense. I don't hate it quite as much. I, I'm still not fully on board with it I, but i can yeah. see it fit in there yeah i guess i mean we're missing a lot because we didn't read the first one i thought i mean from what i heard they, they didn't you know require they, they were standalones no. but apparently that one has some backstory that we missed apparently the film uh the novelization of the original film also has some more backstory on michael that explains some stuff yeah i was just on audible because i have i paused my account but i still have like four credits to use mm-hmm. so i was like yeah what should i what should i get should i get something to listen to on my trip and all of the things that were fucking pushed on me were like halloween kills the novel mm-hmm. halloween the novel <laughs> and like leave me alone but i kind of want to get it and i think halloween kills would be an interesting novel just because i don't know hmm. how often you have read or listened to whatever novelizations of film not very often 
Because, like, I did the Star Wars, like, new trilogy, the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy. Those books are fantastic. And they add a little bit. And they had some some music and stuff. Like, um. it, those are very, like, good production. But I'm, I'll be sad if I listen to the Halloween ones and we don't get any bits of the... Yeah, that's that's what I need our guy for here. Who knows if it's an official one, they might have been able to get some bullshit. True. It's just fun. Chapter 22. Literally the chapter. I just don't want it to be over. Oh, yeah. Just like Josh and his date. (laughs) Just didn't want it to be over so quickly. Uh, Chapter 22. We're outside the house. Uh, Our our two protagonists that are still left. I almost forget their name. I'm sorry. It's almost forgettable. Jeff and Mary. I'm sorry. I'm still forgetting Jeff's name. I forgot that her name was actually Mary because she was kind of turning Jeff. Josh. She turns Josh down. And uh-huh. like Mary, not turns him down, but like is kind of skirting the idea of them like actually hooking up, hooking up. And I don't know if you've ever heard uh, people calling someone a Mary, as in like Virgin Mary. Oh no! So at one point when he called <gasps> oh, her that, I was like, thought it oh, was... like derogatory in a sense. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just a, a final girl thing, like. She didn't with him, so this would have been after the era of the lo- era, the eighties era of slashers, where a lot of that sex equals death applied. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't have sex. Mary and Jeff rather just hug, and they're like, "Oh, he's <laughs> all dead. We're all good." Um, so the police come, but Mary doesn't talk the whole time. She's trying. It says she's in shock. And also she's like, I know I'll get better. Well, in her head, she thinks, I know I'll get better. It'll just (laughs) take some time. But then we cut away, away from the fire as Michael climbs out and escapes with them. As Jacqueline mentioned earlier, the mask half melted to his face. Pretty gnarly. Like he goes like this far away, but not too far Something like that. Yeah. It reminded me of the ending of the original Halloween where it shows like all the places that he has been or could have been. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where is he going to be now? Where will he go next? And the next book doesn't take place on Halloween. It's the only one that doesn't. In like the entire Halloween series expanded universe, it doesn't take place on Halloween. It's the only one. How wild. I guess I've never really thought it made sense that they all happened on Halloween, but I didn't know that. I'm more curious than I feel like I should be just because <laughs> it, it, it changes up. I will be listening to it. There's no doubt in my mind. I will. I can I can set aside three hours, four hours. Yeah, that's I think like it's probably one two of days commute for to me. four hours. Mm hmm. I just got to listen to that to and from work for a couple of days and I'll have it knocked out, you know? So hot takes. We just finished the old Myers place, uh, the all new bone chilling novel based on the terrifying films. OK, I got a hot take. I'm not a fan of Mary. I, th- I thought she was your girl. I mean, I say our girl because okay. she's the lead. But okay, I think she's a little fun in the beginning, but I think that's like my nostalgia for that era of characters. Yeah, because she's ringing bells for me, like I said, like Cher from Clueless. So it was like fun Fair. for me, but I don't think we get enough. But I think if this was a movie, yes, I might like, like her, her more. more. I think we would, I would, uh, yeah, because well, I put so my note actually says, So Mary sucked, which may be a <laughs> bit of a, a harsher take. I really like a lot of her dialogue and the wit she used 
But I mean, yeah. at some point, she still gives into the peer pressure, and I get to the teenager, and I'm like, eh, sell out. Yeah. And then she was already a sellout. My my problem though is as a final girl, she didn't. She really didn't do anything. Do it. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I didn't no. want to be the one to say it. No. She got. She was literally the damsel in distress, and Jeff saved her, and it kind of took away. It felt she cheap. wasn't really a final girl. Yeah. In my opinion. But then why she the fuck she was survived she the main character? I mean, I guess yeah. because uh Michael had this obsession for her, but it's just so much more boring because then things are happening to her. I don't know. And I, I mean yeah, it was I fun. And I keep I feel like I that's my default thing lately. I'm like it's fun, but uh, yeah. and I I think there's a lot to be said for fun though, because I really my comfort movies, a lot of horror movies. So really fun goes a long way for me. If I can sit back and genuinely just enjoy it and it's not boring. Because sometimes if it's boring, for me, that's the ultimate killer. Well, yeah, then what's the point? Exactly. I think that she had a lot of wit in the beginning, but once the story and like you didn't like a lot of the info dump parts, but I thought they were fun. I'm okay. I think after having like discussed it a little bit, and thinking of Mary, so I, I tried to on my second listen, almost think of it like a movie playing the scenes out. And mm-hmm. then I realized that some of these I would have I would have given chuckles and I would have liked. Yeah. So I, I was warming up to her more. I think for me, the nails in the coffin were that when it came down to it, she was just like, I'm going to die. And then in the bottom uh in the in the final stretch she even ends up going the wrong way it's like did they dumb her down on purpose like she suddenly just became a wet noodle or a limp noodle as when other characters got like equally important as her like her ex-boyfriend and even michael getting more involved with Mm -hmm. the storyline we lost so much of her. Like the story stopped being in her focus, really. It all it always would swap away from her too. Yeah. Which I think robbed it of something it could have had. But I think if this were a movie, I think it would be fun. It would be. I, and well, I enjoy all that. I just enjoy seeing Michael Myers on screen. So Same. and with some of the kills we got here, I'm like, oh, because they make it seem pretty hardcore. Plus, I did like some of the side characters. I mean, the dialogue between the side characters I enjoyed. There's a lot to like here. And I mean, it's it's a fairly short book. It's he read it all in just, just under four, four hours. hours. I mean, that's a that's a breeze. I was able to listen to it twice in the last day or well, like yeah. two days. And one of those times uh, I was pausing it quite often to take like notes yeah. So it wasn't it, it didn't require a lot of hard thinking. <laughs> no. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that we have books that are like fun and chill, meaning we don't have to think too much about it. And like, this is easier because we're dealing with a character that we already know, which is Michael Myers. And this one very much funny that he's the antagonist. And yet we're yeah. still like, yeah, <laughs> that is fun. And this story, this is why we picked it, because it seemed to mirror the original storyline and for the most part it it has similar things Mm -hmm. i like that it was the the, she's in the old michael myers house and you know he's coming home so it's like oh man all right that seemed like it's set up for a setup for a good story and it was cool to see this michael coming back home and everything after we just watched halloween kills where he comes home and then that's kind of the whole thing of that one Hopefully, if someone listens to this, we had 
we secondly spoiled part. Well, is that really a spoiler that he goes home and Halloween kills? By the time this comes out, if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Well, they're listening to an episode on the old Myers place, not on Halloween kills. <laughs> they're like, what? No. This story takes place in Haddonfield. You really think he's not going to make it home? I That's don't know. True. That's true. <laughs> Haddonfield's a small town. He's got to he's got to stop at all the all the usual places. So how many jack o' lanterns? We're going out of ten. That's our our system. I'll give it a six. All right. I want to go with five. I this... knew you were gonna fucking do that. No, I had five <laughs> in my mind before yeah, yeah, you yeah. even said six. I just because... knew you were gonna say five because okay. you're like, well, Elisa still has Michael Myers, so like that's pretty solid for me. That's what you that, That's definitely part of it. I, I mean, there's also the kills were. That's why I give it a six. That the kills were good, and he's still setting up the bodies. Yeah, he's still doing his dramatics with a lighting. Essentially, you know, like in church when you light a candle for someone, mm-hmm. he's essentially doing that with a jack o' lantern yep. at his sister's grave. And like there's that. those little bits that, like, mwah, chef's kiss. She got Michael Myers right. Yeah. I also just don't want to because sometimes I give really high ratings and I don't want to always be like kind of, oh, it's always this, this or that. And and this one, I did kind of feel like a solid five because that's not a bad thing to me. I yeah. have enjoyed movies with far less. I would give far <laughs> less stars to. But like on my I, balancing both fun and some of the criticisms I had with story, yeah. you know, overall, it kind of ranks right in the middle where I was like. Yeah, it was all right. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know how often mm-hmm. I'm going to revisit this one. I definitely want to check out the others. But so we'll see. Plus, as I said, the fact that our final girl is barely a final, like a final girl only in that she survives. Like that takes a lot away from me. Because I'm like, oh, part of it was like, yeah, let's see Mary kick some ass. But she doesn't. I wonder how much we would have liked the story if Jeff was the lead. I would have liked it either more i think having jeff as a lead would have been a little bit uh subversive because we yeah. haven't had a, a man or a boy as like a lead mm-hmm. in a halloween like yeah we have i think some i would, pretty big I would players like in the last one yeah but i think it would be just something different than than the usual yeah i like that i also think i would have Go liked write your it fan more. fiction i also would have liked it more if in the final act Mary had, you know, just done more if and yeah. if Jeff had showed up and tried to help, but he couldn't get through and Mary was forced to do something. I would have liked it more because it's like, there we go. Otherwise, like, why are we with Mary this whole time? If True. she fails in the final, that's like part of my reason for being a little harsher because I, I just feel it was an, a wasted opportunity. And that makes me wonder what the other endings are like. I hadn't considered that. I know in one, a Lori, not Lori Strode, a different It's a Lori. different Lori. I remember it's that. it's L-O-R-I, mm-hmm. not L-A-U-R-I-E, is the lead with a guy. I believe it's like a twofer situation. Yeah. And then in the last one, I'm Is he going to sure. save the day? Because otherwise I'm like, Kelly, are you really- Are we having a little bit of internalized misogyny? So I was like, man, you can't have a final girl like kick some butt or, you know, I mean, Laurie Strode did it. That's why I felt like in that tradition, I thought, you know, 
not to just do everything, but she did borderline nothing except run into the bodies and get scared there. Oh my god. So the novelization of Halloween 3, like the movie Halloween 3, is like... A season of the Witch. Fucking yeah. $83. Someone's selling it for 9 Someone's selling it for 105 Fuck off. My god. Any other takes? Ratings? Thoughts? No, I mean, we broke it down. If you enjoy Halloween, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I, like you heard some of the ex- excerpts I read, it's worth giving it a listen. And if you want, it's free on YouTube. Exactly. Thanks to our 80s slasher librarian. Yep. He's fantastic. We'll have to put a link in the episode description. Yes. I doubt anyone else is going to find the fucking book for $200. But if you do, feel free to give it to me. I would love it. <laughs> this episode will be coming out maybe soon. I'm about to go on vacation. I will be in Florida in like 12 hours. No, mm. it's a little bit longer. I'll be on my plane in 12 hours. So I'm very excited. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for listening to us. Give the old Myers place a listen. Uh, the 80s slasher librarian on YouTube. Have you enjoyed this? Uh, Take care. Thank you. Until next time. Bye.